I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Ben. I hope you're having a wonderful day today i I do mean that i hope you're having a good day and i hear from you guys on the podcast quite a bit about how you you used to be an overnight worker and you no longer do that because you grew up and now you've got a day job but you still listen to the podcast and that does mean a lot and we thank you for that tell a friend tell a friend that the podcast goes anywhere you can take a flight listen to the podcast kill a couple hours on the flight there listening to the show uh anywhere you're at you know just we'll kill a couple hours boom we'll kill time we're here to kill time uh coming up on today's podcast we've got anarchy and chaos around the usc football program as they decide to keep clay helton but is that a permanent decision can they flip-flop uh, i am hearing that 
it's a possibility that even though they announced that Clay Helton's going to come back, if the banging on the drum continues, that that could go the other way. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers of the NFL, their coach refusing to endorse Jameis Winston. We examine what that means and quarterback roulette about to get started. Spin the bottle. The Philadelphia Phillies have broken the ice in free agency for pitching, paying a marginal pitcher $100 million. Will they get a good return on investment? We examine that. And we go to the mailbag. Is James Harden the greatest scorer in NBA history? We use our magnifying glass to take a look at the evidence pro and con. We've got that. A crazy story about a shoeless athlete and a video game hero. That and more, it's all coming up right now on the podcast, and here it is. It is getting good in college football. I'm not talking about the playoffs. No, no, no. I am talking about the outrage army at the University of Southern California, the fan base up in arms. We have the follow-up to a previous edition of the show. Welcome in the beginning. Of the Ben Maller Show, we are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Simply visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Now, we don't talk a lot of college football. I know other shows, that's pretty much all they talk about is college football. But uh, we do not. Uh, We mostly talk about the NFL and mix in some NBA and baseball and whatever the hell else entertains us. Uh, But occasionally we dabble in college sports. Now, typically it's around a big bowl game or something like that, or, or it involves a coaching controversy. So after weeks, literally weeks of speculation about the future of the head football coach at the University of Southern California, we talked about this uh, on a previous show about Clay Helton. The embattled football coach has is at a crossroads. Will he stay or will he go? Well, we have the answer. At least we think we have the answer. Clay Helton set to remain as the head football coach at USC, the iconic, what used to be iconic, uh, USC Trojans, uh, Southern Cal, and the new athletic director, Mike Bone, who has been on the job for a month decided on standing pat despite a rather large drumbeat to make a change. Uh, and we, we talked about the fact that some of the very powerful boosters, they needed a, a pacifier. They wanted to get a, they wanted a, a change. They demanded it. They said, we're going to write a check. We would like someone new in here. They wanted a big-name coach. They wanted Urban Meyer. But if not Urban Meyer, they would take pretty much anybody but Clay Helton. Well, it turns out that the new athletic director who had worked at the University of Cincinnati, Mike Bone, uh, tweeted out, he said, I am pleased to let you know Coach Helton will continue to be our head coach. His commitment to our student-athletes and to the to lending, uh, or leading rather, with integrity is viral to restoring our championship program, which is the goal of all of our teams. Uh, that was the quote. 
Well, that was just throwing red meat into the lion's den was what that was. I mean, that just made people really angry. Uh, And you can imagine how those boosters, the same people that were campaigning with media sources and surrogates to get rid of Clay Helton, that was a knife. That was a knife. So the Civil War has not ended. The Civil War has not ended. It has just moved to a different battleground is, is all that has happened here. So let's discuss. Now, the question, should USC be praised here for its loyalty or criticized for its short-sightedness? Now, this, to me, this is obvious. I don't think it's over, by the way. We'll talk more about that in a minute. I don't think this is over. And uh, we'll look at the tail of the tape in a moment. But this move for now, has put the new athletic director, this guy Bone, uh, in the frying pan in less than 30 days. Less than, I don't know, I've never heard of him until like a month ago. Mike Bone, uh, never heard of him. But anyway, all right, so my take here, you've got Bizarro World, Tony Robbins, and the Trojan Horse. And we will combine these things together. Now, to lead off with, Mike Bone, the athletic director at USC, had his first big decision. Right. And what he did, much like a USC football player, he fumbled. (laughs) He fumbled the decision. uh, And you follow the money. I said this the other day. You follow the money in these things. People familiar with the situation uh, have told me here that the super boosters were willing to cut a check. So it's not like USC couldn't come up with the money. They got a lot of money at that school. It's a very wealthy private school. They got a lot of cash. And some of the big boosters were willing to, to write a check to pay out Clay Helton to the tune of $20 million. And the athletic director declined that off. He said, no, I would like the status quo. I do not want the $20 million. He left the $20 million on the table. When you leave $20 million and, and you can be seen as a hero uh, if you're the athletic director getting rid of someone perceived as dead weight as the football coach, that's an amazing thing, but if, if these reports are accurate, the people that are saying this stuff, he turned down $20 million said, no, I'd rather keep this coach who's no good. At least hasn't been any good. And you can't shortchange that. The rage of the fan base is legit. This is a Waterloo decision that will have lasting ramifications. And uh, you better be right, right? Now, Clay Elton, people can change and people can grow and people can get better. But I've seen no indication. Clay Helton's getting worse. The longer he's been on the job, the less he's done to improve the uh, the product there at the University of Southern California. And they open up with Alabama next college football season. And I believe Alabama, what do we say? They'd be like a 50-point favorite in that game by the time they play on a neutral site. I mean, uh, now, the meat and potatoes here of college sports are the boosters. The, the, the people that drive the machine there, that fuel the machine in college football and basketball, we know how this works. People don't cut checks for the gymnastics team or the volleyball team. They don't. They cut checks for, well, I guess I, I keep saying that, but I know that some people have cut checks for the rowing team. We know that. Uh, shout out to our friends in Hollywood. Uh, but I digress. So, but it, it's the semi-professional sports. It's like an ATM machine and the natives are restless. And, and they're agreeing to remain in this cycle of mediocrity. It's very odd. Now, furthermore, this is a terrible first impression for this, again, new, newly named, rather unknown uh, USC athletic director. And I want to go back in the hot tub time machine 
I think it's appropriate because there's so much angst in the uh, this uh, situation here. Let's go back to November 8th, less than 30 days ago. And this Mike Bone character was introduced as the new athletic director after leaving Cincinnati. And he sounded like Tony Robbins giving a motivational speech as he was running over hot coals when talking about his vision for the University of Southern California. And he was talking about championships is what he was talking about. But now for USC, I will work tirelessly and relentlessly to make the Trojan family proud. And we're going to build a championship program that you deserve. <laughs> this is a great day for UCLA. This is a great day for Washington, for Oregon, for Stanford, for Arizona State. Every other Utah, everyone else in the Pac-12, the sleeping giant, will remain asleep. The guy asleep at the switch is the athletic director. But there, wait, there's more. Uh, here's another wonderful soundbite from the athletic director. Again, less than a month ago, and he talked about the ultimate goal. And ultimately, my goal is to deliver a bold, creative, and innovative vision for our program that will position USC at the forefront of the intercollegiate athletics landscape for the present and the future. We want to be the best at every single thing that we do. Except having a football coach that knows what the hell he's doing. Except for that. Right? It sounded like he was he had maybe read a Tony Robbins book and he was just hitting those big buzzwords you're supposed to say when you get a new job, right? The cliche when you get a new job and all that stuff in sports. Uh, but Clay Helton is the poster boy for mediocrity. USC football has gone off the tracks. It was shaky under Lane Kiffin and the, the drunk Steve Sarkeesian, but under uh, Clay Helton, uh, as he as the watchdog here, the men of Troy, as they like to be called there, uh, the last two years, 13-11 and 11 is Clay Helton's record at SC the past two years, and they are likely headed to the Alamo Bowl uh, this uh, this season. You really go to a school like SC to play in the Alamo Bowl. Uh, that's uh, that's what happens there. And so uh, Kobe Bryant would say they're flying through some dark clouds right now. That's what he would say. And the recruiting, which has always been, no matter how bad things have gotten at SC, they've always been in the top. 15 at least in recruiting they're not even among the top 40 right now there's there's so much toxicity around the football program and this is not going to change a damn thing and the athletic director hitching his wagon while saying you talk about doing things out of both sides of your mouth say i'm striving for excellence and you keep this guy uh, around as the head uh, football coach it's the law of diminishing returns you have entered the dead man zone is what you have entered uh, i hope you're prepared for that because you have uh, done it now the last thing here the rub on clay hilton uh, you look at his record that's one part of it but he's essentially and we, we mentioned this before he's the jason garrett of college football he's a rah-rah clapper guy who doesn't seem to be able to coach up play he doesn't embarrass the school. Jason Garrett doesn't embarrass the Cowboys, at least the way his record's embarrassing, but the the perception of he's a clown and all that stuff. And so that's not the case at all. Uh, professional, doesn't say anything outrageous at news conferences. Uh, people always say when they sum up Clay Helton in a sentence, they say good man. They don't say good coach. They say good man uh, is what they say. He's a garden variety football coach and would be fine at a lot of schools, but he's a real life this is appropriate, a Trojan horse, because he looks innocent, right? He looks innocent, but has the power 
It appears to harm and destroy the bedrock of the football program. Now, the tentacles of this decision to bring Helton back, if this indeed is the final, final decision, are going to, it's going to put a chokehold on several people. Do not underestimate the backlash because it's real. It is real. A large percentage of fans at USC are right now suffering not from PTSD, from CHDS. That would be Clay Helton derangement syndrome. Uh, they're very upset with this guy. It's a nightmare for them, and uh, they feel like they're stuck in purgatory and, and social media, which is the new public square, right? What happens on social media? There are a bunch of cyber warriors, mobs of them, who are holding their virtual torches and pitchforks demanding a pound of flesh. Clay Helton is going to remain a lame duck because this, I think we can agree here, is even if you think he's uh, not as terrible as his record, uh, this is a bridge to nowhere. And so I know there's been a lot of talk and Washington about uh, Donald Trump. Well, Mike Bone could be impeached here. This is an avoidable mistake. All right, this is an avoidable mistake. And I, I'm, I'm telling you, if what I'm hearing is accurate from some of these people I've known over the years that are close to that football program, there, there could be like a war tribunal. And uh, I wouldn't put it past when, when you know, if this doesn't calm down in the next uh, 24, 48 hours. They could reverse the decision, right? I mean, it, it, this is such an unpopular situation that they could actually – I don't think Clay Helton's safe yet is what I'm trying to say. Like, I know they announced he's coming back, but we've seen before people take jobs or get jobs and then there's a change uh, and you say, well, we've decided – upon further review, we've decided to go a different direction uh, as far away from this bozo as we possibly can because he couldn't lead a horse to water. Yeah. <laughs> All right, is the Ben Maller Show. You want to comment on that, you are more than welcome. And the lines are open. We could try to get some new people to call up. That would be nice. Uh, 877-99 on Fox. See, that'll spur new people to call up because I don't usually give out the number because I get, I get deflated. I get depressed when I have to take these calls because they're usually terrible. Uh, 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. We'll take your calls. Also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can be part of the festivities. And move over Shoeless Joe. We'll get to that, and we will do it next. Get a job, bitch. Wow. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. 
Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Many agree the Ben Maller Show is more fun when you interact with us on Twitter. It's like the Wild West, 280 characters at a time debate the issues of the day with our community of knuckleheads and be part of the lunacy by following your host on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you could tweet at and follow me, Eddie Garcia, your humble sidekick, the voice of reason. I'm at Eddie on Fox. Australian golfer, his name is the things that make up a month. Sergio Garcia. <laughs> And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Great moments in broadcasting. <laughs> That's why we're on in the middle close. of the night, it man. Was very close, yeah. I guess. That's usually how those things go, right? Usually how those things go. I love the month of Garcia. What do you-
Are you gonna are you gonna go out and and join the protest here? You have no you don't care about USC football, but are you gonna join the protest? A lot of people upset here. I'm getting messages here. This is outrageous. I think Clay Hilton could still lose his job. How about that? I think this is not over yet. If this is legit, if this stays for a couple days, I think they're gonna think about well, this going just, back. This just proves to me that the guys that they wanted said no. So I don't so know. It was that like, to, so it was like, well, just bring back the guy we know and he'll that's, get eight wins and we'll be okay. Yeah, that's and, not what I'm hearing though. I mean, it, it, the people that the boosters think they had, they would have gotten one of these guys. Yeah, but those people are nuts. I mean, let's, yeah, but let's those are honest. the people that write the checks. Yes, I mean, you're, I, I, I agree you're nuts that, writing a check no, to a no, university, but, but, but that's but how those, do- I'm saying those people are not the most logic based people in the world. Well, you think I mean, that Mike Bone is? By the way, I, I don't know. Everyone, I don't know him. I don't know him either, but I, everyone loves it. I, I kept saying, saying his name. Boosters, they like that. A lot of boosters don't live in reality. I mean, they think. Well, neither do athletic directors. You think Clay Helton's all of a sudden going to figure things out after two years of disaster? The first no, couple he's years, he was be all right. who he has been. Exactly who he has been. Mediocre, I, right? Yeah, be okay. Be mediocre. Like I said, you win seven, eight games, you go to a bowl game, but you're not going to win. You're not going to sniff a national title with him. Yeah, but the last couple of years, what are they, 13 and 11 or something like that? I mean, combined the last two years, they're just avid. Yeah, 13 11. They're the last two years. They're, and now they're going to like the Alamo Bowl, which is. It's a big game, Eddie, the Alamo Bowl. That's good. They should, they should give Clay Helton a lifetime contract. I'll be happy. You're a UCLA guy? You, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Your guy's not exactly lighting the world on yeah. fire there, Roberto. He's not. I tell you yeah, that. Chip. He's making a lot more money than Clay Helton, too. Yeah, that's, that's, good. that's a fair point there. Uh, let's see here. Robin Vegas says, Lynn Swan continued bringing down the Trojans after Reggie Bush and Pete Carroll left. What, what about Pat Hayden? Yeah, <laughs> that's another one. Yeah, Hayden. He had a smile, though, Hayden. And both Lynn Swan and Hayden had these days, you know, a smirky smile as they were as uh, they were playing the fiddle and it was all burning yeah. around them there. They I were, used to uh, like Pat Hayden on uh, football games when yeah. he was the color guy. Yeah, For Notre Dame, right? Yeah, he did the Notre he Dame did a games. He pretty good job. And, yeah, yeah not, not, not bad. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've seen every version, every version of a, a bone joke. Uh, everyone <laughs> you can imagine. Is it spelled like a uh, bone? Or no, it? it's B-O-H-N, but it's ah, pronounced bone. I gotcha. And I know that, Eddie, because I'd never heard of this guy. I went back and watched his entire opening news conference. That's how we got those sound bites. I went back because I was like, I don't know how to say this guy's name. And I was like, ah, they kept saying bone. So I was like, all right. I know. You know how to say bone. I, I, well, <laughs> it's a, something we all know how to uh, talk about, uh, clearly. Oh, by, by the way, we have, before we get to the shoeless store, we have an update that uh, the, the great Maller Palooza, the Maller Man March in oh, yeah. Seattle. Mm-hmm. You're going, right? Well, it looks like I will be in Seattle what? here now. Uh, Fox Sports. The, the listeners have stepped up here, Eddie, wow. and uh, it appears uh, I've got to take care Sound of that. Like I will, Spanier, what? We do that after the show, but uh, yeah, I think I'll be flying wow. into Seattle for an appearance there. How about on, that? You can go say hi to your buddy Softy Mahler Yeah, there. Mahler yeah. and Mahler. i got to yeah. get a photo with Softy. Me and Softy, I don't know if he's going to be on vacation. He probably will be at that time, but I'll be on vacation too, but, uh, but we'll have to bond. I'm going to pause. This is how much I love the Mahler militia, Eddie. I am going to pause my vacation to hang out. And the schmooze with the the Maller Militia. And uh, Ed from Spokane, Christina, Jay Scoop, the great talent show winner, Jay Scoop, back to back. I don't know that JJ's going to show up. There's some other guys that claim they're going to be there, too. So I I will see who shows up. I've heard that before when I went to Chicago. Oh, yeah, we'll be there. I know. Me and Doc Mike. I did one of these in April back in Boston, and we had people That's you know, true. driving all over. Like a guy drove from Toronto. We had a guy That's from crazy. Florida who who has disappeared. By the way, remember the the guy with Roscoe the parrot? Yeah, he's completely gone. I don't know what happened to him. Well, now Robbie the Mariners fan doesn't live in Seattle, right? I do not believe he does. Now, will he be able to make it for the uh, for this event? That's as close as I'll probably get to where Robbie is. 
So true. Uh, I don't, and does Robbie want to show his face here? He's, uh, there's, a, there's this love-hate thing between the Maller Militia and Robbie the Mariner fan. So I don't know. But I'm excited about it. This is going to be fun. And, uh, and hopefully I'll be able to go to the actual Seahawk 49er game. It's December 29th, by the way, if you're in Seattle or you really have nothing going on and want to come hang out with us. Uh, it's going to be wild, though. People with bullhorns, signs. Yeah. yeah. That's not going to be uncomfortable at all, Eddie, is it, when I'm walking around with these people and Ed's shouting my name? And uh, that's not going to be weird no, at all. No, no that'll... <laughs> You'll be like, no, that's me. That's me. Yeah. Oh, boy. They'll be like, who? They're yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it's well, me. Exactly. me. Yeah. It's you me. just have to walk with your, your arms outstretched like this. <laughs> like, like Jesus. <laughs> like you're a professional wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think this is going to happen. I, I, Jake Scoop, I'll, I'll send you a message after the... Uh, after the show. Look at me again like an hour after the show. If I was any better, I'd host a show and remove my gallbladder. Graveyard C writes in, he reacts to the Maller monologue. He says, maybe the new SC motto is just don't suck as bad as UCLA. Maybe that's their new uh, motto there. Ernie the Great Opiner says, Ben, I never thought there'd be an over-under on how many times you said bone, uh, even though it is a good word to say and is way too easy. To nickname the USC athletic director, Mike Bonehead, uh, after referring to uh, retaining Clay Health. And he says, don't be jelly, is, uh, is what he says. Ryan points out that the program that is the big loser in this decision for now to bring back Clay Helton is Saddleback College because Saddleback was in pursuit of Helton. Well, let me tell you something, Ryan, you smartass. Saddleback College does not deal with losers. They're winners, all right? They are winners. And Clay Helton's not qualified to coach at Saddleback College. He is not. As a powerful, partial alumnus, uh, I, a very prominent person that uh, attended that winners. school. Damn right. I want people that want to win. Yep. So me, Mark Grace, and uh, Tim Wallach, and Anthony Carter. I think that's the list right there. Powerful alumni. Anthony Carter, think, uh, not the Viking receiver, the NBA player. From one of Howie Long's sons went to Saddleback yes, College? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The guy for the Bears, the offensive yeah, lineman exactly. for the Bears. Yeah, yeah, Kyle Long, I believe Kyle is his Long, name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Another another fine, yeah, I mean, it's legends. More legends have come out of there than Alabama or Duke or UCLA. Oh, or wow. You're, you're uh, when you, like, put it into Google, yeah. you're the fifth picture on the uh, on the list. Really? Yep. Who's wow. ahead of me? Oh, this is great. See, you guys you guys went to, like, Eddie went to uh, big school Fresno State, so he's not on the list. But I, you go to Saddleback, Eddie, you're on the list. All right? You make it in overnight radio. Uh, interestingly enough, I, I, I've heard of only two of these guys ahead of you. All right, who are you? Uh, Victor Webster. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is either. Bill Kenny. Oh, Bill oh he's a, a, a Chiefs quarterback. Yeah, oh, okay. Never heard of Back him. in like the 70s or yeah, something like that, right? Yeah. Um, and then Nick 80s. Punto. Oh, the great Nick Punto. <laughs> <Yeah>. What? <laughs> Benny and Punto, yes. <laughs> and uh, Colt Brennan. Oh, yeah, the yeah, Colt, Colt Brennan. At one, didn't Colt Brennan lead college football in passing yards when he was at Hawaii in that gimmick? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Run-and-shoot run offense, shoot. yeah. All right. Uh, I'm ahead of Mark Race on that list. How about that? Guy had the most hits in baseball in the 1990s for the <laughs> Chicago Cubs. And I'm ahead of him. Yeah. True story. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
been the NBA referees uh, not having another good night. Of course, last night we had the issue with the James Harden dunk that uh, actually they didn't count and then they didn't review it uh, and uh, you know all that fallout from that. Uh, did you see LeBron James had an interesting moment uh, in uh, the Lakers game uh, against the Jazz in Utah? Uh, early on in the first quarter, he was uh, just dribbling the ball down the court and then he stopped dribbling and took like three baby steps and then continued to dribble again yeah. and uh, the referee was standing right there and uh, he said, yeah, play on. It's yeah. fine. Why yeah. not? I-, I love this. What if I told you? This is going to shock you, Eddie. <laughs> the video I- is I, I believe this is more egregious than the James Harden miss slam dunk. I agree with and you. And I'm going to tell you why. Because, A, the James Harden slam dunk was like an optical illusion. It appeared that the ball came out. There is no optical illusion. LeBron James picked Correct. the ball up and took three steps right at the logo at center court. That's insane, yeah. <laughs> right at the logo. I agree with you. And there's terrible. Two, there's two referees. There's one right on LeBron's uh, right side and then ahead of LeBron on the left side looking – no, I don't know if they're clearly they're not looking at the ball. The funniest part too, it's like a Harlem Globetrotters like slapstick vaudeville comedy. The whoever the defensive player for the Jazz was is pointing at LeBron. <laughs> he travels, he travels. <laughs> and the, the referees are like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Do, let them do what they want. <laughs> that reminds me of like when Ted. I think it was Ted Williams' story when he's at the plate, you know, and the. He he doesn't swing at the pitch, so they call it a ball, and the the catcher's like, "Wait a minute!" That was like right down the middle. He's like, "If Ted Williams does a swing, yeah, then it's not a strike." Yeah, well, that's a, if LeBron James, you know, if he wants to just walk with the ball, that's not a travel. It's LeBron yeah. James. Well, if the NBA wants to change things up, they should just get rid of dribbling. Just let you do that. Just run with the ball and make it like <laughs> rugby. <laughs> you can change it up. You don't have to dribble just because the stars don't have to dribble. It was great though. The video, the highlight again was the Jazz defender. Yeah, right there pointing <laughs> at the ref. And LeBron and the referees like, I don't know. The, the mics even picked up LeBron in the second half, talking to uh, some somebody on the Jazz, saying, "You know, that's the that's the worst I've ever done in my life." <laughs> he said afterwards, "I apologize. Those referees are going to get going to get fined over that." Yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. But I do think that's worse than James Harden. What happened in the San Antonio I, I Houston game? Because it was right right in front. There's you know, sixteen thousand people in the arena. The referees. It's right in the middle. The bullseye. Right in the middle of the court. And uh, he's just uh, you know taking a stroll through the park. Just uh, la 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 la. I'm LeBron James. La 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 la. <laughs> uh, we have another LeBron related story. We'll get to here in a minute. We're coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Fifteen minutes could save you. 15% or more on your car insurance. Simply visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So there have been many books written, many stories have been told, movies have been made about Shoeless Joe Jackson. All right, Shoeless Joe. Uh, he, he got that nickname there. He was an outfielder for the Chicago White Sox in the early 1900s. And he is most known for his association with the Black Sox. They threw the World Series of 1919, and uh, that is the allegation which has been verified by many, although some deny whether Joe Jackson actually had an active role in all that, whatever. Um, but that he, he's been dead since like 1951, but we have another shoeless-related controversy. And this, we go back to that Utah-Lakers game, which was not much of a game. The Jazz looked terrible. Lakers killed them. But l- listen to the Utah Jazz announcers. Now, the, the game's a rat kill. The game's over. It's the fourth quarter. It's extended garbage time. And uh, LeBron James did something that offended the sensibilities of the Utah Jazz broadcast team. Here's how it sounded. A game with Memphis. 
Inside, Tony blocked by Kuzma. Got it back. Big fella turns in the crowd. Continues to fight. Blocked again. Look at LeBron. He's on the court. With no shoes, mind you. What is going on here? That's some disrespect right there. Please. Yeah. All right, so that was disrespect by LeBron James, and he did. He took his shoes off. Now he gave the shoes to to uh, a couple of kids that came down to the to the bench. He said, "Well, what's the problem?" I, I got two thoughts on this. Okay, this LeBron shoeless controversy. Uh, number one, uh, LeBron. Number one. LeBron knows the camera's always on. The red light is always on. Uh, LeBron. He did this. I am convinced because he knew he was going to play to the cameras. All right, he's so self-absorbed. He's such a drama queen, LeBron. He's like, because you can wait. You know, you can give the the shoes away in the tunnel where there's no cameras, and people do that all the time. But you don't get credit for it. If you want to get credit for it during the game on the bench, you hand your shoes before the game's even over, and uh, you're such an attention whore. You love the drama and all that stuff, and you're the you know the old show pony, uh, and and that's what LeBron is. Now, the second thing is, I don't. I don't fault the uh, LeBron, per se, in, in this regard, meaning the game was a, a blowout. If the Utah Jazz are embarrassed by this, I'm guessing if it was a two-point game with 30 seconds to go, LeBron would not have done this. The game, the game it was essentially over at halftime. Uh, it was uh, forget about it. And uh, you, know, you, know, you lose a game at home by 20, 25 points or whatever it was if you're the Utah Jazz well, that's to me. That's more embarrassing than what LeBron did. Although LeBron, I believe, again, his intentions were: Hey, I know if I do this in the tunnel, I won't get credit for it. But if I do it on the court, sitting on the bench, people will talk about it and they'll say, "What a great guy LeBron is." Who cares? I care. Who cares? What I care. The, like if because that's just an assumption. You don't know that. But the end result, what we do know, is that a kid got stoked on getting his shoes. Yeah, and the kid would have gotten stoked if he'd done it in the tunnel, but, but he wouldn't have been on TV. How do you know? Maybe the kid would have gone down. How do you know? Because I'll because tell you why. Kid, I know. I'll that tell kid you why. walked up, walked down to the court right then. He, LeBron's probably sitting there, yeah. playing around with the crowd because it's a blowout. I'll, I'll tell you what. And he sees this kid. He thinks, "Oh, that's a cute kid. I'm going to give that all kid right, my let, shoes." Let me explain. All right. First of all, it's creepy. That's a cute kid. All right. It's creepy. All right. Uh, secondly, <laughs> secondly. Coop right, let's, was let's a cute me. kid back in the day. Come on, he could have got some shoes. Uh, 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 he's such a Laker PR guy. I gotta, I gotta reprimand him. <laughs> right, so, so listen to me. Okay? Well, you're such a Laker hater. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's right. I am a Laker it's, hater. It's but ridiculous. I defended. I said, I said, listen, the Jazz play better, and then LeBron won't take his shoes off. I did say that. But LeBron did it for the cameras. He was playing to the cameras doing this. Like yeah, I, I said, obvious. if that's the case. Who cares? It still ends up. It just making fits somebody his. Happy. It fits his brand. He's a very vain person. He's a starlet, LeBron, and he likes that. And I, but I, to answer your question, I've been to you know, back in the day when I used to go to these games all the time, and I've seen firsthand. Like they'll say, "Hey, meet me over here near the tunnel after the game. I'll give you my shoes." It happens all the time. But doesn't end up on television because when they go to commercial right at the end of the game and they don't have the camera following you around and all that stuff. Who and, is that guy that gave you his shoes? Oh, Brandon Bass. Yeah, but that's he was an NBA player, Brandon Bass, because he he thought my never sh- heard of him. I was wearing shoes that were kind of ratty and they were like disheveled, and he felt so bad. He said, "Go get some better shoes." <laughs> he was playing for the Orlando Magic. Wow. So what my my retort, Eddie, I said, "Well, why don't you get me some better shoes? You're in the NBA. I'm a radio guy." And he he said, "You know what? The next time I'm in LA, I'm going to get you shoes." And sure enough, he hooked me up with shoes, gave me a pair of basketball sneakers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Of course, it helps we had the same size shoe, but uh, it uh, did, not, uh, <laughs> did not go bad. So, 
right. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Justin in Cincinnati is cashing in a golden oh ticket, so get that dump button ready over there, Roberto. Be right on that like a buzzer. Well, we got one body in tonight, so that's not too bad. Uh, LeBron giving up shoes. I mean, that's a lot less costly than what his mom gave up to a teammate. Wow. Da, da. Uh, we got to get Robbie, the man, wow. fan, to meet you. And I'm being nice on this one. Yeah. No, so you, this is you a don't. Call to arms to the Mauer militia. Let's uh, donate to get him up there. Well, it's not that far from where he's at, but uh, well, I hope Robbie can make it. I think that would be get him a private. You can get him a private jet, Justin. How many bodies would you have to put in the back of your car to get a private jet for Robbie, the Mariner fan? I need like a mass shooting. Okay. All right. Thank you. I'm going to hang up on it. Let's see here. There you go. All right. Yet again, he's a he's an a-hole. Uh, yeah. All right. Thank you for that, Roberto. You <laughs> saved me some trouble there. See, Roberto, <laughs> unlike some other radio people that didn't do that the other day in San Francisco, see, Roberto saved me some, some trouble. All right. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We will press on. We'll have... The NHL Puckham to pacify Eddie. Is that okay, Eddie? We'll do the NHL Puckham. We'll do that coming up here in a minute. Here's the Who Am I game. And heading into the weekend, which starts on Thursday night, NFL on Fox, the Cowboys visiting Soldier Field, taking on those Chicago Bears. I lead the NFL this season with the most broken tackles among all running backs. Again, heading into the upcoming weekend, I lead the NFL – with the most broken tackles among all running backs. Who am I? The answer, next. The uh, Ben Maller Show is the greatest overnight radio show in the world. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Life is hectic. You have lots of responsibilities, so make sure to cuddle up with the Ben Maller Show on the social network. Join our online radio family. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. You can take part in our weekly features like Ask Ben coming up later on tonight, Lame Jokes coming up tomorrow, and more. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. And here's your Who Am I game. I lead the NFL this season with the most broken tackles among all running backs. All running backs. Who am I? Georgia boys going with OJ the Jew Simpson. Well, he has had a lot of broken tackles on Twitter, Georgia boy. He's been very effective there. Laura, a 12th woman, uh, says a guy named Chris Carson who's forever going to haunt Ben Maller's Rams on Sunday and help the Seahawks uh, there you go. Well, Laura, see, I, I'm in a mixed uh, situation because I, I, if I am going to Seattle here and I'm going to see the Seahawks and 49ers, I, like, I need both the Seahawks and 49ers to keep winning because that becomes an epic all-time game in the end of the regular season. And it's like that tough decision. Do you, do you play your guys? You got to play your guys because you want to get the higher seed and all that stuff. So maybe a bye would be on the line and the other team has to play on wild card weekend. That would be a great situation. But for that to happen, the, everything has to line up here. Everything's got a lineup. Uh, who else do we have here? Let's see. Uh, can't read that one on the air. Uh, Lawson's going with Rashad Penny. Ernie the Great Opiner says Jelly Bean McJelly is the answer. Steven Action Jackson from Robbie the Mariner fan. Who else do we have? Page down here. Page down. Uh, Eli Manning's comeback campaign. Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. That was last one was from Dan the Raider fan. Robin Minnesota with Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. The law firm. Toby Gerhardt, guest by Arik. Who else do we have here? Ronald McDonald from Rob I Am. Gumby Dave is going with Derek Henry. 
Makes sense to me. He's been really good. All right, do you have an answer, Eddie, please? I need it. I love that Toby Gerhardt guess. Good name. Uh, let's yeah. go with um, hmm. Hmm. Mike Allstott. Mike Allstott. All right. Is it Mike? No, it's not Mike Allstott. It's not also Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. It's not him either. The correct answer, Eddie, from your Cleveland Browns, Nick Chubba-lub-lub. Nick Chubb of the Brownies, 25 broken tackles. He leads the NFL by one among running backs. Chris Carson is tied for second with Alvin Kamara of the Saints. Josh Jacobs of the Raiders uh, is also on that list. He's got 23 broken tackles. Then you got Derrick Henry, who's after that, tied with a couple of other guys. So that's the answer. Let's go to Daniel, who's in Seattle. And Daniel is next here on Fox. Hello, Daniel. Hey, how's it going, Ben? What's going on, Daniel? What you got, man? Not much. I just wanted to talk about Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson. Now, as you know, Russell Wilson hasn't been running as much as these past few years. I think, don't you, I think you've been running more than Russell Wilson. <laughs> you, Daniel, right? You've been running around a little bit more. Yeah. So, as you know, don't these voters want a quarterback as an MVP? I know you're, you're biased, obviously, because you're in Seattle, Daniel, and you love the Seahawks. But here's my argument. I, 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 I thought up until like two, or, two weeks ago or so, I would agree with you, Russell Wilson was the MVP. And I do believe Seattle is not as talented. The Seahawks are not as good talent-wise. I think the Ravens actually have more talent, although it's comparable. Um, but you know how this works, Daniel. Lamar Jackson's the new guy. He's the flavor of the month. And and there's a lot of people in the NFL that you know they think this guy is going to be the next big thing. And Russell Wilson's been around. He's been to the Super Bowl, and he's won, and he's lost in the Super Bowl, and all that. So he's he's like not that he's old news, but he's been around. But would you really consider Lamar Jackson a quarterback as of? How Russell Wilson has been going. Uh, yeah, 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 I would. And I'll tell you why. Because he was a gimmick last year, Lamar Jackson. I killed him. Uh, you know, we, we goofed on him and all that. But he has improved at throwing the ball. And part of it's the offense. But yeah, he, he's a he's not a traditional quarterback, but he's yeah, he's a quarterback. He's throwing the ball when they have to. He's been able to throw the ball. Right, <laughs> and, so. and he's fattened up his stats, which everyone does against bad teams, but he really did against Miami and Cincinnati. Right. So, in your opinion, who would you go for right now? Well, I, I, I flip-flopped. I was going to go with Russell Wilson up until uh, Lamar Jackson took the Rams to the woodshed, and then I flipped over and I went to Team uh, Lamar. So, I'm uh, Team Lamar for now. Subject to change, though. Because, see, if, if you want Russell Wilson to win, Lamar's going to have to have a couple of bad games. He could have a bad game in Buffalo this weekend. The Bills have a you know, decent defense, and the weather's going to be supposedly pretty nasty in that game. So... There's a possibility. All right, I got to go. Thank you, Daniel. All right, the great Daniel from Seattle uh, checking in uh, there. And uh, what I, something else I wanted to read here. Let's see here. Let's uh, see which one. Uh, uh, many people pointing out that uh, among the powerful Saddleback alumni, Nicole Brown Simpson. Did you see that? According to these uh, people, the great uh, gone for a while. But. You want a fun story? So I was during the OJ uh, chase. I was driving to uh, Saddleback College. I was in in school during that, and I saw the tail end of the OJ chase. I was driving south on uh, I five, and I saw the police pursuit, the slow police pursuit. OJ had gone to the cemetery where she was being kept uh, and buried. Right, and he tried to show up supposedly, and the police found him, and they, they followed him, and all. Anyway. All right, that's a positive story. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. It is time now for the NHL Puckham. 
Going to drop the puck. Who's going first? Who's the smartest guy in the room? Who knows more than everyone else? Uh, you won, Ben. All right. First pick, I will take Nathan McKinnon of the Colorado Avalanche. Eddie. Not on my board. That's a, He's a good player, but David Pasternak is clearly the choice nah, of the Boston nah, Bruins. Nah. Roberto. Uh, Nikita Kucherov. <laughs> I like that you paused to say <laughs> that properly. Cool. Yeah, the equipment here falling apart. Back-to-back, Coop. I'm going to go with Darcy Kemper. Oh, Darcy. Like Darcy. My friend of Darcy oh, Waldergrave. Yeah. All right, next. And uh, Brad Marchand. Brad Marchand. All right, Ed, uh, Roberto. Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane. All right, Eddie. Uh, let's go with Jack Eichel. All oh, right. Uh, you can have uh, – I'm going to take Mark Shifley, I believe is his yeah, name. From Winnipeg. Great. And my guy, Tuka Rask of my Bruins. Oh, Tuka. Eddie. Tuka. Ben Bishop. Oh, die, die, <laughs> die. Uh, Roberto. Andre Wazilewski. Coop. Uh, Artemi Panarin. What? Right. Yeah, he said it right. Is that a dish? What is that? In a restaurant? <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Not exactly a ringing endorsement. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free Great quote. We're heading into an NFL weekend. Starts on Thursday night with the Cowboys and the Bears. Later on in the show, we'll have Benny versus the Penny for that Thursday game. We're not doing that right now. But if you peek ahead and get through the regular season, the postseason, all that, the 2020 offseason, we are looking at what could be a record-setting round of quarterback roulette. Uh, I looked at the the math on this. They're roughly by my calculation there are 45% almost 50% of NFL teams that could make a change at quarterback after the regular season comes to an end uh, I'm, I'm looking at I got 14 is my number I got 14 now one of those teams is Tampa Bay Jameis Winston has been on shaky ground for several years they were considering getting rid of him last year they brought him back they changed coaches. The foundation, though, is cracked. So worn there. And it cracked a little bit more on Wednesday for not-so-famous Jameis, the man that made crab legs. A, uh, a very interesting conversation point on sports radio. So Bruce Arians addressed the media, as he does daily there, a man who I have stolen a hat from uh, Bruce Arians, and we have the same style hat quite a bit. Uh, so Arians, what did he have to say? If you if you didn't hear it, maybe you missed it, uh, and I don't blame you because it's the Buccaneers coach. So Bruce Arians was asked point blank for his recommendation uh, whether or not Bucks ownership should keep or not keep Jameis Winston. Like, it, Let's say the owner comes to you, Bruce Arians, and says, okay, we got to either poop or get off the pot here. Are we going to keep this guy? Are we going to get rid of this guy? That was essentially the question, and let's go to the audio tape, as Warner Wolf would say, and Bruce Arians, uh, listen to this. 
I'm going to pass on that one. I'm just I'm going to wait till the end of December. And uh, there's there's been really 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 good, and there's some been really really bad. And you know, I'm just going to pass until it's over, and uh, and then we'll make a decision. Yeah, the decision's already been made. He refused to take the bait. He called on the punt team and said, "All right, it's fourth down and one, and I am going to punt the ball away. Get out of here." He did the jitterbug as he attempted to avoid would-be tacklers with that question. So as you just heard there, instead of answering, he said he'd like the full 16-game slate to play out before sharing any thoughts, which by not answering, he actually did answer. So let us discuss the question. How should Jameis Winston feel about his situation with the Buccaneers after these comments? Now, my thoughts, you've got LinkedIn, Iron Man, and Spin the Bottle. And we'll put all these things into a package, and we'll send it out for the holidays, and you can you can open it up. Now, A, Bruce Arians, he likes to be very braggadocious, right? That's how he is, right? He claims to be a straight shooter, and I think for the most part he is. He doesn't sugarcoat things. He normally gives you a version of the truth as much as a coach can do, and that is generally true, uh, which makes his answer to this question – his refusal to give a straightforward answer all the more ominous for famous Jameis. Bruce Arians has been over backwards time and again this season to downplay the many shortcomings and defend Jameis Winston. He has been one of the Buccaneer cheerleaders holding pom-poms uh, for, for Winston with all the mistakes and all that. And he was brought in, you know and I know, Bruce Arians, even if you have no skin in the game with the Bucs like me, uh, and you probably don't either, Bruce Arians was billed as the quarterback whisperer. One of the main reasons he got the job was because he apparently had in his toolbox a magic wand and was able to fix Jameis Winston, or so the legend went. How has that gone? Uh, don't ask. Uh, Winston, my advice, contact a good realtor and update the LinkedIn page because it's, it's time. The writing is on the wall, and he is on the ropes, as they say. And this is not a rope-a-dope, I don't believe. This is, he's on the ropes, and he's about to go down. That's it. He needs to be saved by the bell. Uh, and, and he's got nobody to blame but himself. He was given every opportunity to succeed, and he has failed. He has not gotten better. He has not even stayed the same. He's gotten worse. And B, Jameis Winston, this year, with all the hype that he was going to be different and better and all that stuff, famous Jameis, uh, as the the nickname game goes, is the same broken, flawed, damaged quarterback he was prior to Bruce Arians. Now, Arians and the people that love Winston can do the uh, the yoga stretch, the downward dog, uh, and they can stretch and all that stuff and, and, and try to defend the indefensible, right? I mean, you judged by your performance, and up until Wednesday, Bruce Arians had essentially been Tony Stark from Iron Man, right? Deflect and absorb the criticism and move on. The numbers don't lie. Winston's got 22 touchdowns and 20 interceptions. He's Typically, he's throwing the ball 25 yards down the field or he's turning the ball over. That's pretty much the only two outcomes. That's it. You know, it's like a, it's like a home run hitter that either hits a home run or strikes out. Like Joey Gallo of the Texas Rangers comes to mind, right? You hit a home run or you strike out. And there's pretty, very, very little uh, things that happen or other, other variables that happen other than those two outcomes. Now, Winston also, because of this, he's been – a bipolar quarterback, 
A lot of peaks and a lot of valleys. He, he's like a human yo-yo, up and down and spin him all around. Uh, famous Jameis there with the Bucks, And that is the problem. It's not a loud, boisterous group, but there are people who are apologists for the Bucks quarterback who point out that Winston is on pace to throw for almost 5,000 yards and 29 touchdowns, and that is true. They also conveniently leave out the fact that he's on pace for 27 interceptions and a whole gaggle of fumbles. And every once in a while we'll do a rant about quarterbacks and bad plays, those negative plays, right? The the plays that handicap your chances of winning. Jameis Winston is the clubhouse leader. He's the godfather of bad plays. Bad plays for quarterbacks are interceptions, incompletions, sacks, and fumbles. And if if that number is low, if that number is manageable in each game, if that number, you know, good numbers like 12 or below, total interceptions, incompletions, sacks, fumbles. 12 or below. You like to get that as low as you can. If you do that, you're going to have a great chance to win. Jameis Winston leads the NFL in interceptions with 20. He's second in the NFL in fumbles with 12. He's been sacked 40 times, which I believe is second in the NFL to Kyler Murray, the Oompa Loompa. And, but wait, there's more. Winston is third worst, I believe, in incompletions with an average of 15 and a half incompletions per game. So even if you took away the interceptions and the fumbles and the sacks, he would still he would still be uh, too high. And it works out 258 negative plays for Winston in 12 games. The Maller math, uh, it blows up. It says he's averaging almost 22 negative plays per game. They only run like 60 offensive plays, and 22 of them, a third of them, are bad plays with Jameis Winston as the quarterback. I mean, God, Zooks, uh, what more do you need there to get rid of this guy? And he's he's like running around a cornfield in one of those cornfield mazes, and he's lost, and he can't find his way out there when he's playing quarterback for the Buccaneers. Now, the last word. So Bruce Arians and, and Tampa Bay. They they clearly have left the door open to change, and that's that's what you have to do, right? It's going to be the merry-go-round, the merry-go-round. I, I mentioned 14 teams are in either in the soup of quarterback change or close to it. Now, here are the teams. Tell me I'm wrong on this. All right? Miami Dolphins, Cincinnati Bengals, Indianapolis Colts, Jacksonville, Tennessee Titans, the Broncos, Chargers, Raiders, Bears, Lions, Panthers, Buccaneers, we've already talked about them. And then as the wild card teams, I'm going to put the Saints and the Patriots because of the age of Drew Brees and Tom Brady. At some point, they're going to have to get new quarterbacks in the Bayou and in in Foxborough. So that's 14 of the 32 teams in the NFL. Now, many of these guys will just change a game of musical chairs, right? And, And Bruce Arians... Obviously, would would like a chance to have a quarterback that isn't flummoxed every other time he drops back to throw a pass. And believe it or not, Tampa is not a an unattractive destination. The weather's pretty good, and you know, people like to live in in Florida. And the offense is loaded with playmakers. That that also makes the downfall of Jameis Winston all the more troubling. Because it's not like he doesn't have receivers. Tom Brady would give a fruit smoothie to get the two receivers that Winston throws the ball to, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, who have been outstanding. O.J. Howard, not a bad tight end. Now, the running backs 
are not that great, Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber, but a lot of that is because they haven't really run the ball much because they're behind in most games and they haven't had an opportunity to run the ball. So who could land in Tampa? Let's, Let's assume the position that Jameis Winston is persona non grata and they say arrivederci to Jameis Winston. Who comes in? So we're going to play spin the bottle, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback uh, position in 2020. I have on my big board Ryan Tannehill, Nick Foles, Derek Carr, and Cam Newton. Right? The Raiders are moving to Vegas. Derek Carr not as good looking now as he was a few weeks ago. Raiders have a bunch of draft picks. John Gruden loves young players. He loves loves all not doesn't love young players. He loves all quarterbacks, and uh, he, he's smitten with some of these other veteran quarterbacks. So that's a possibility that they they get rid of Derek Carr. There's no guarantee Ryan Tannehill comes back to Tennessee. He's played very well. Uh, he's played above his skis, as they say. But uh, there's no guarantee. Nick Foles, I wouldn't want him, but. He's got a good reputation around the NFL. And then, how about this one? Now, they say that Florida, one of the jokes about the Sunshine State is it's God's waiting room, right? And uh, and that's where you go before you check out, right? It's the uh, the sixth borough of Manhattan or whatever, uh, of, of New York City, rather. And, and so Tom Brady. Now, there's a lot of gossip every year about Brady leaving the Patriots. But let's say he did. Could you imagine Brady going to Tampa just to play with those playmakers, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and, and the other uh, playmakers they have on that offense? I mean, I, I can't imagine Brady in a creamsicle uniform, but, you know, Aaron's popular coach to play for. I mean, th- there's some things there that you look at and say it's not completely outrageous. I have no knowledge of anything. It would be weird and crazy looking and odd it would be Brady in any uniform other than the Patriots is going to be the equivalent of Emmett Smith running for the Cardinals at the end of his career or Jerry Rice wearing the uh, Seahawks uniform I mean, there's some odd <laughs> odd occurrences that take place all right it is the Ben Maller show if you want to comment on any of that it is all a fair game here and you can join the fun always like to hear from new people. We don't get many. 877-99 on Fox. We got to do a newbie night. We haven't done one of those in a long time. I think I think we skipped November. So we'll have to schedule a newbie night. Maybe next week we'll do it's kind of the end of the week, near the end of a week for us. So ne- next week we'll do like a newbie night. Remind me. Remind me to do a newbie night. This is not official newbie night, but there's no rule that says you have to wait for newbie night. You can call in anytime. It's kind of how that works. All right, uh, again, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Frankie says, Bruce Arians is saying, I'm not eating enough W's, but I will take a mess of them crab legs, is uh, what what Arians was saying. All right, let's go to the phones, and Skeeter in Montana is up next, our old buddy Skeeter. Hello, Skeeter. Hello, Mr. Mauer. Yeah. You're you're a Maller militia man, right? You're in the you're still in the probation period, but you're a Maller militia guy. Well, I have something to say about that. I hereby swear with true loyalty, sincerity, and integrity to support and defend the growing legacy and reputation of the Ben Maller show heard everywhere on the Fox Sports Radio Network. Well, you've just become a drop. Now, you you bring something up that's interesting, Skeeter, because I have been asked over the years to do like an oath to join the Maller Militia. So I'm, I'm going to have to come up with an oath 
like a Maller militia oath that you must say to become an official Maller militia member. Right? Because we are a renegade band of internet trolls that unite together to defend the honor of our show and protect us from enemy combatants, both foreign and domestic, who attack our good name. And so we have to stand up as the Maller militia. And our, our battlefield is Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, that's our battleground. And we are a mostly peaceful organization, as you know, Skeeter. But, yeah, I know that, Mr. Mallard. But when we have to bear arms, we will do what we have to do uh, to protect our fearless leader. And I'll support you all the way. All right, buddy. And, and you're going to have banana cream pie, Skeeter? I see. I, I'm, I'm changing. Oh, just uh, Google Cyrus O'Leary, the what? Uh, top uh, pie. Well, he's a... Wait, wait, wait. You're confusing yeah, me here. Fishing chef here in Montana. He has won 165 national pie baking contests. And uh, the yeah, banana so- cream pie I am now snacking on is 46 ounces. Oh, that's a big banana. But everything's bigger in Montana because, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is delicious. It All takes right. me about two or three days to finish it. It's so good. <laughs> Do you eat a pie over two? What is it? A, a meatloaf? I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> oh, 46 uh, ounces, and they all cost $10 uh, at the local store. All right. Well, listen, in, in uh, L.A., that would cost like $70. I don't know what you I, I Thank you, Skeeter. Go. You're making me jealous there. I right, Go away. Thank you, uh, the great Skeeter there. It's making me hungry. Yeah, sounds like a uh, like a chicken pot pie or something. You take a couple of days to eat uh, something along those lines. All right, it is the Ben Maller show. As we press on, is it a lump of coal? We'll get to that. And also, could we be tearing down one of the few ballparks in baseball in Southern California? One of the stadiums in Southern California. There's talk of tearing it down. We'll get to that. And we will do it next. If you got a job for me, I would never work for you. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here 
both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Many agree the Ben Maller Show is more fun when you interact with us on Twitter. It's like the Wild West, 280 characters at a time. Debate the issues of the day with our community of knuckleheads and be part of the lunacy by following your host on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our executive producer. He is manning the phones. He's also the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop de Loop, Justin Cooper, and he's at UH Bronco fan. His airness. (laughs) (laughs) And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. So I came up with a list of 14 teams that I said could change quarterbacks at the end of the year, and I've already been corrected. People have touched up my work here. They do like to do that. Yeah. Well, Colin uh, Dunlap, he does a morning show in Pittsburgh, and he's up. He listens to us before he does his uh, show on the fan there in Pittsburgh, and he points out that your guy, Eddie, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, is not a guarantee to come back healthy. And so there's a chance the Steelers will be on that list of teams looking for a quarterback. But I, as I responded to, to Colin, I, I said, well, they have, they've got the duck. 
Right? They got the duck. When you got the duck, what more do you need? I'm going to be seeing the duck in person on Sunday. Yeah, you're, Eddie's going to the Steelers game on Sunday. Yeah. Which uh, Who's filling in for you? Do we know who's filling in for you? I think it's uh, Brian, I think. Okay. That's my duck. Brian Finley will be, uh, will be here hanging out. So I just found out it's uh, State Farm Stadium there in Arizona. They changed the name I, of yeah, it. Yeah, I did not know, know that. Are no. you Now are you driving or are you flying? Nah, we're flying. You're, oh, he's so bougie. Yeah. Wow. He's so bougie, man. Just drive, go on a road trip with the wife, man. Go stop out at some drive. truck stop. There, my favorite truck stop is in the on the California-Arizona border. I used to go to spring training in Arizona. He's a baller, though, man. There's a flying. I think it's a flying J, but they have a. It's a I love the flying J. They're great trucks. Isn't that the uh, the owner of the Browns? He owned all yeah. those. I think they got into some trouble, yeah, but I uh, but I enjoyed the food. Yeah, <laughs> I I could easily transition into being a truck driver. Eddie. I like the lifestyle. Right, travel around, <laughs> eat a lot of bad food, fried Sit on your foods. ass all day. Yeah, I like Don't Cracker sleep. Barrel. Cracker Barrel. Yeah, there's one in Vegas. Isn't there, it's they, comfort they, food. Yeah, they give you large portions at Cracker Barrel. Yeah. They give you lots of food. Are we having comfort food tomorrow, by the way? Is that bet being uh, I don't know. contact you, Coop? He did. I messaged him back, and then I didn't receive a message back after that. That's because he's a Jedi, and he disappeared because he's a, you know, a Hollywood Jedi. That's what happens. All right. Uh, the the uh, In Good writes in, says, I uh, can barely understand one of every three words that Skeeter said. Sounds like he would fit right in in the Maller Militia calls. Yeah. I couldn't understand him either. Yeah. He was mumbling, jumbling, and, and all that. How about this story? Now, the Angels are very active in free agency. Uh. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not what I'm going to talk about. Good trade. Bundy. Well, they traded for Bundy. I think the, the the serial killer would have been a better trade, but but, but anyway, all right, King Kong Bundy, Ted, Ted Bundy would have been a better. Oh, it's a, I, I'm it's okay to make those jokes, right? Because the statute of limitations is, a, is yeah, running out. Right. Right. We can make Ted Bundy you're jokes. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. uh, yeah. Did you see the big trade Eddie the Angels made? No, and, uh, no, I did not. You did not? No. You're not following the baseball off season. I don't so, know. I know the Pirates introduced. Yeah, the, new the Angels sent the Angels traded four minor league players who will all immediately wow. become major league players That's because exciting. they're going to be a minor league team in Baltimore for Dylan Bundy. The great Dylan Bundy is on the no move, idea Eddie. Who that is. And that great ERA above four. That's because he plays in, he played in Baltimore. Yeah, his ERA, well, it was actually it was above five a couple years ago. He, he's led baseball in one category. In 2018, he led Major League Baseball in losses. And, uh, of course, wins and losses, wins and losses. But he is going to Anaheim, and we all know that people go to Anaheim to have a career revival, that people get better when they play uh, play for the Angels. Yeah. It well, does. Uh, I'm not the best person to ask about baseball because I had no idea who Zach Wheeler was. Oh, uh, that's coming. Coming up next hour, Eddie. Oh. Compelling Maller monologue really, about Zach Wheeler. Like, Zach Wheeler, uh, who the hell is that? Yeah. No, but the, traded for Carlos Beltran back in the day. As much as I'd love to do a deep dive on Dylan Bundy being traded from the Orioles to the Angels, uh, the, the story here is that the Angels agreed to stay in Anaheim. They would, were threatening to oh, leave. Yeah. But Ooh. check this out, Eddie. I wanted to move to Long Beach like so go to games. Convenient for you. Yeah. yeah. So they got a 30-year deal to stay in Orange County, but they could blow up Anaheim Stadium, the big A, where they have played all these years. They are considering taking a page out of the Yankees playbook and the Mets playbook and blowing up the ballpark and building a new stadium next, like in the parking lot 
there's not as much space there as there used to be because they built up that area where uh, Anaheim Stadium is now. Uh, most people don't know about that, but they put, put like apartment buildings in and restaurants and all yeah. that stuff around there. So it's not as much space as there used to be when I used to go down there all the time. But should they blow up Anaheim Stadium and build a new palace or should they keep the big A, the iconic big A? And, I, uh, I mean, it used to be awful when it was the multi-purpose stadium when, when the, the Rams, Rams were there. there. And yeah, then they yeah. redid it and made it basically a baseball only. It was okay. Not it's bad. Fi- it's fine. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I, I, like, mean, I like their stadium. Yeah, it's, Well, you're an Angel fan. Well, I mean, that's a, I've definitely been the worst. I'll put it that way. Yeah, where would they? Well, I guess they'd just build it, and then they they would build the stadium, and then tear down the Big A, yeah. right? And then turn that that into the parking lot, I guess. Yeah, but where are people going to park before then? You're going to build? No, like, nobody in Southern California drives cars. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, they have you know, the subway. They can take the subway yeah. there, and it's uh, reasonable, right? <laughs> What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that, right? You just take the subway, and boom, you're there. Uh, but as far as the lump of coal, one of the other – you ever heard of Cole Hamels, Eddie? Ever I have of? heard of Cole Hamels, yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, he's signed with the Atlanta Braves. One year, $18 million. This has a high chance of being a lump of coal uh, for Atlanta. Did you see his numbers last year? You probably didn't. But Cole Hamels, he pitched for the Cubs. And, and prior, prior to the All-Star break last year – he he had an ERA of under three, and the league was hitting two thirty against him. Not bad. Not bad at all. After the All Star break, his ERA was almost six, and the league was batting over three fifteen against Cole Hamels. Uh-oh. And Eddie, he's got the double whammy of being a guy that's at the tail end of his career. He's thirty five years old, and now he's going to Atlanta. There's a reason he was only going to get a one-year deal. But $18 million, wouldn't that be great just to go? I would live a vagabond life year to year for $18 million. Wouldn't that be fun? I'll take yes, a, it I'll would take, be. I'll take a one-year contract. I'm good. All right, we'll take some calls. We have Mallard of the third degree. We'll get to that. No more Dylan Bundy talk, although Koopa Loop should get a Dylan Bundy jersey. What, what number is he going to wear, Koop? Is he going to wear number 37 with the Angels or number one know. in your heart? You know. Huh? I mean, 27, he's in his athletic prime. Bundy. Sure, 33. 33? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. What, what is it? Al Bundy's old number. Oh, that's right. Al Bundy, Polk High School back in the day. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, Ben. The third rail, my man. The third rail. Don't touch the third rail, my man. You're going yeah. to get burned. Well, one of our former colleagues here at Fox Sports Radio touched the third rail. Oh, he and, did. He uh, didn't just touch it. He did the Fox trot yeah, on the third rail. He's been suspended. We're talking about Tim Ryan. Uh, you might remember him from Fox Sports Radio. Hey, he did, now, this is probably, what, he 15 years ago he worked here? Maybe longer than yeah, that? Yeah, he was. Around he, that time, 15 a, years ago? He was part ago. of like an afternoon show for a while. And, he uh, actually did the night show for a very brief amount of time, but he was didn't really like doing the night show. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, he's doing uh, radio work for the 49ers radio network. He's the color analyst, and oh. he was on a, a local show there in the Bay Area, and and uh, he said about Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson, who, of course, had just beaten the 49ers, that uh, apparently he he feels like he's got an advantage with the, with the ball faking because, uh, he, you know, he's got a dark football, dark jersey, and dark skin. And so, well, you can't say that. And, I will uh, say this for I will say this for, for one game. I will say this for Tim Ryan, who I don't really know that well, even though he worked here years ago. 
That's a unique take, Eddie. It is. Uh, that is something you don't hear on sports radio. You don't hear on sports television. He's the only guy spreading that that hot take. And, Racist. Uh, it's uh, it's amazing that that made it. It tells you the producers of that morning show uh, and the people that that are host the show don't actually listen to the response. Because if anyone was paying attention, then somebody would have hit the eject button on that. It's crazy, man. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. I learned, Eddie. I went to. I know this is different radio companies, but I went to iHeart College, and I learned. Actually, this is back at Clear Channel University, and I learned, when in doubt. Leave it out. That's right. Got my degree. I I took that uh, class as well. Yeah, that's my only degree I've ever gotten. It. I got every year I would pass. I don't think we have to do that much anymore, but we used to take this test, this online test, to be able to talk into the microphones here, and uh, that was... Somebody got into trouble somewhere, and then the the company made us all take this test every year. And uh, uh, there've been a few people that got in trouble here. Yeah, yeah. I, I was telling a story about uh, I was talking to somebody about this on the phone, and I was telling a story about how when Tony Bruno, who used to wear, I love Tony. Tony's a legend, and Tony got into trouble. He he, he stuck his uh, foot into it, and there was a controversy. And I, I don't to, remember that. Oh yeah, yeah, this is about eight, eight, nine years ago, and I had to fill in for him. And there, like he had said something that was deemed, uh, you know, offensive or whatever. People were upset, and they were like threatening Tony, and he got suspended. And and I had to fill in for him. And uh, I recall, my people were, I don't know how many people were actually angry. I think I think the in, the internet rage, and then the real reality, like this this Tim Ryan story. Let's be honest here. If this had not been publicized. How many people were listening to that morning show at that time and were paying attention? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, people are driving. They're doing stuff in the morning. They're not paying attention. People don't pay attention to people on the radio, right? And hear, what do they hear, Eddie? One out of every three or four words we say they pay yeah. attention to? How many to? times do you state some sort of fact and then you ask it You know, in one of your game shows? Yeah. Like 20 minutes later and no one remembers. Exactly, because the audience turns over and people aren't paying attention. We've all got stuff going on. So they, they publicized this. They could have handled that internally. Now, Tim Ryan, uh, you know, I mean, what are you doing here? I mean, come on. I mean, what are you? Knucklehead. Uh, anyway, it is the Ben Maller Show, and that ends the third rail. I think we handled that pretty well, Eddie. I think we did pretty Racist. well. Racist. Yeah. I guess he will not be invited back to the Fox Sports Radio Alumni Association dinners that we have every year. Well. He's eh, we'll he's see. he's disgraced like that TV dentist that used to work here. I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah. All right. Tom Moody. Oh, nothing. <laughs> All right. Let's 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 get it on, as they say, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And over to the Koopa Loop we go. Ben, there are rumors swirling that the Dodgers are looking to work out a deal to send Jock Peterson to the White Sox. And the Dodgers figure to look a bit different next season. Who do you think will be gone? Well, I would like to see Jock Peterson traded, but as long as we get Frank Thomas or Robin Ventura in return, I, I would be happy. Or Blackjack McDowell. If you can get Blackjack McDowell or Mark Burley, I would be happy with that. No, here's the thing about the Dodgers. Andrew Friedman, he's got to shake it up a little bit. 
get some new blood in there. I remember Phil Jackson used to rant about this when he'd be on those great teams, coaching those great teams with the Bulls and the Lakers, that you got to change a couple players on the roster every year. You got to, because it, it brings a fresh perspective and energy to these teams that keep winning. The core of the Dodgers is not going to change, but Jack Peterson's not really part of the core. He's in that auxiliary group of players, and he's not like, he, he plays a lot, but not, he, he's somebody that if he's not there, it's like, well, we're okay. Right? And the other thing, the Dodgers minor league system supposedly is loaded up, right? Fattened up. And so the Andrew Friedman, that's his DNA from Tampa Bay. He wants to get he wants to have a, a game of musical chairs here with those backup secondary position players and put these young guys who are blue chip players in the minor leagues, give them an opportunity in the major leagues. Plus, they're cheaper. So it's good to fill out the back of the roster. Then you can spend money in free agency. But I, I would not be surprised if Hyunjin Ryu is not back. He's a free agent. I don't think they're going to bring him back. They'll spend that money on somebody else. And, you know, you go down the list here and you're like, well, let's, let's see. This, is this guy going to stay? It's, it's all like the second guy. I, I would trade Corey Seager. I, I'm done with him. I'd get rid of Corey Seager, the shortstop, the, 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 the next 20-year Derek Jeter guy. I'd trade his ass out of here, get him somewhere else. But the, the thing that's most interesting about the Dodgers, though, is that these names keep popping up. Anthony Rendon and Steven Strasburg and Garrett Cole and – some of the people that I, uh, I I know that are around this, they say this is actually legit, that the Dodgers, would they're, they're considering opening up the checkbook to sign one of these guys because they feel like they have to do something to kind of, um, what's the right phrase here, that to, to cover for what happened in the playoffs, how embarrassing they played against the Nationals. And so uh, they, they're looking of trying to appease the fan base there and bring in one of these big-name players. All right, and plus they have some money to play with because Ryu is making, like, what, $19 million or something like that. All right, next. Now, speaking of rumors, there's one in the NFL circles that the Jets could be looking to trade Le'Veon Bell in the offseason. Yeah. This being only one year into his four-year $52 million deal that he signed with the team. Ben, you think this could uh, could actually happen? Well, absolutely. Listen, number one, Le'Veon Bell has failed to make his mark with the Jets. I think we can all agree on that. And he cost an arm and a leg for the Jets to sign. He was a uh, very expensive sideshow uh, that they brought in. He's not obviously not in Kansas anymore, or in this case not in Pittsburgh anymore, and the results have been, I don't know that disastrous is the right word, but he's just a generic running back. They could have gotten a guy out of the Canadian Football League to average 3.2 yards per carry, which is what he's had this season. He's literally and figuratively uh, been... Uh, the uh, the guy that has been a bust. I mean, considering what the expectation was by some that he would just continue to get better and that they'd give him the ball more because the Jets don't have as many playmakers and all that. But if you look at the Jets situation, Le'Veon Bell is more of a luxury item than a necessity. And theoretically, he could go to a team like, say, in the offseason, Buffalo or Chicago and have an awakening. And, and maybe even back to Pittsburgh. But the, the, the Jets are always in football purgatory, and by the time they actually feel the contender again, Le'Veon Bell will be past his athletic prime. That's how far away they are. All right, next. Now, yesterday you told us that RG3 believes he is still a franchise quarterback. Well, that's what he said. Yeah, and can yeah. lead a, a team to a Super Bowl. Well, uh-huh. someone who might actually have an argument that he's still a franchise quarterback is Ryan Tannehill. Uh, since taking over under center for the Titans, Tannehill's 5-1 and one and is leading the NFL in yards per attempt and passer rating. Ben, did he just need a change of scenery? 
Well, I would push back that he was ever a franchise quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, so I don't think he was ever a franchise quarterback. But listen, the guy's played great. The jury is still out, though, on Ryan Tannehill. He's got a dubious track record with the Dolphins. He he has been able to put together, I think, five of the six games he's had with Tennessee have been outstanding. They've been oil paintings. And so far, he's been able to dodge that famous Tannehill three-step where he would take one step forward and two steps back when he was the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. And secondly, uh, what is the realistic ceiling of Ryan Tannehill? He's 31 years old, so that means he's the middle-aged, got another year or so of his athletic prime. If he plays his cards right, here's what I, I see as the ceiling for Ryan Tannehill. He can become the next Ryan Fitzpatrick, have a vagabond career, be a stopgap quarterback, bounce around from team to team as a football gypsy. And that's not a bad life. You make a lot of money. It's a pain in the ass to have to move all the time and all that. But considering that his career looked like it was on life support with Miami, that's that's better than the alternative. All right, there it is, Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? And I'm getting a uh, lot of flack for doing it all the time, but I didn't hear anything bad. That's so, right. Uh, you pass this. Take that, haters. Another win. All t- I got a red Arbach like winning percentage here. That's what I've got. All right, time now. Ooh. Who's that? Red Arbach? Old at basketball coach. All right, here's the instant trivia. Among quarterbacks Racist. to start 10 or more games, among quarterbacks to start 10 or more games, blank and blank have the fewest completed air yards per pass attempt. Again, among all quarterbacks to start 10 or more games this season, blank and blank have the fewest completed air yards per pass attempt. Fill in the blanks. The answer next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Hollywood classic. Holiday classic. I always played this in my house growing up. Lose weight while listening to the Ben Maller Show. Your average 190-pound man can burn around 112 calories an hour sitting around listening to the show. We have zero calories and taste great for your ears. Help us spread the word about this diet-friendly alternative to those same old sports radio programs. All you have to do is show support for the Ben Maller Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. And here's the instant trivia among quarterbacks to start 10 or more games. Blank and blank have the fewest completed air yards per pass attempt. That's the instant trivia. Fill in the blanks. Uh, El Guapo's going with blank and blank as his answer. Who else do we have here? Lenny and Squiggy from Polly. That's uh, Polly. Uh, Rooster says it's the great Abbott and Costello. That's his answer. Uh, let's see, who else do we have here? Ed from Spokane is going with William Shatner. Christina from Spokane says the correct answer is Ed from Spokane. That is the correct answer. H.B. Uh, Hobby says Ooh. it's Vic the Brick Jacobs, L.A. radio legend Vic the Brick Jacobs. Uh, who Feeling else? you. Feeling you. King Feeling Flavor. You. King Flavor in the house for you. Uh, Jimmy G. And uh, who else do we have here? Let's see. Jimmy G. was guest. Uh, Matt Foley, motivational speaker from Milkman Mike in Colorado. That's his answer. Dan, the Raider fan, says Joe Dirt. Robert's going old school. Dick Night Train Lane as his answer. Tony says it's your two favorite quarterbacks of all time, Ben, Deshaun Watson and Dakota Prescott. Robbie, the Mariner fan, is going with Mason Rudolph and Kyler Murray as his answer. Han Solo and Chewbacca from Graveyard C. 
That's uh, that's his guess. Uh, who else do we have here? Page down, page down. Smith and Wesson from Mister Nice Guy. Uh, that's uh, he, we, that's his favorite product. Uh, who else do we have? Frosty the Snowman from Adrian, who's known as the Pokey 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 Guy. All right, Eddie, what's your answer, Eddie? Uh, I believe it's Sage Rosenfels. The great Sage. Is it Sage Rosenfels? Uh, no. It is Daniel Jones and Jacoby Brissett, Giants and Jet uh, and Colts quarterbacks respectively, both averaging 3.2 air yards per attempt, and uh, that is the the new definition of dumbed down playbook and 3.2 yards per attempt. Yikes! Uh, let's uh, let's go to Christina in Spokane. We just said her name. Hello, Christina. Hi. Hello. Hey, how's it going? We're planning a lot of stuff for... Well, I'm excited about this. Now, I feel like maybe we should have, like... Uh, now, is this going to be outside the stadium, right? We're going to march around. We're going to... do we Well, have... we're going to march our way from the hotel to the stadium oh, first. We've right. got a hotel pretty close to there. Oh, you do? All right. Well, what do we... I don't know what hotel it is. got to find a hotel. Oh, we're going to... We figured out we're going to uh, map out our the way that we're going to go and then, like, put, like, the times that we think we're going to be in the okay. area so we have like a police escort are we going to have like uh maybe you know? a police trying to arrest us oh but... no they were not arrested <laughs> we are upstairs i better not get arrested all right <laughs> we should be good yeah all right all right i'm looking forward got a to lot this. of good signs we got the blow the bullhorn and no, no, Christina, this is going to be fun. I'm excited about it. It's, it's, yeah, I'll know uh, later today whether uh, it's going to actually happen or not, but it sounds like cool. it's going to happen. And uh, it'd be, awesome. ni- be nice to meet you and Ed and Jay Scoop and anybody else that shows up. JJ from Renton and. Big Ben Miller. Thank you. <laughs> There's no need to regale me like that. I mean. <laughs> How dare you, Coop? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Pay the man, but can you put it on layaway? Can you put it on layaway? Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio network emanating live. From the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Simply visit geico.com. Get a free Ray quote. It's all, all you have to do. So one of the first dominoes has come tumbling down at the baseball swap meet, which isn't even open for business. The winter meetings are starting, I believe, on Sunday. Uh, we're still not there. However, players are starting to sign on the dotted line, which is a refreshing change from last year where many players did not sign on the dotted line until much later and made for a very boring hot stove league. But we have had a pitcher change teams on the free agent market even before the winter meetings. Is it Garrett Cole? Is he going to the Yankees? Uh, No. Is it Steven Strasburg signing with the Dodgers? Uh, No. Uh, This would be a mid-level free agent pitcher, Zach Wheeler, who is leaving the New York Metropolitans. And where is he going? Have you heard about this? Maybe you you weren't paying attention. Zach Wheeler is your new starting pitcher for the fighting Phils. He's He's going down I-95 there. He's going to go hang out in Philadelphia and pitch for the Phillies. But 
the fact that he got a five-year contract for $118 million is a stunning revelation. The Phillies, I guess, are the winner of the Zach Wheeler sweepstakes. They beat out the White Sox and they, uh, apparently some other teams. The Twins were also uh, interested. Reports say the White Sox actually offered Zach Wheeler more money than the Philadelphia Phillies, but he decided he wanted to pitch in, in Philadelphia. So let us discuss the question. How do you see Zach Wheeler working out for the fight in Phillies? Now, on the Maller version of the Doomsday Clock, free agency style, I'm going to put the clock at 11.50. 11.50 on the dial of the clock. That's where I'm going to put it. You've got Ice Cream Sunday, Ham and Egger, and Homesick. And we will put all these things into a pot, and we'll cook it for about uh, about uh, 10 minutes. About 10 minutes. We'll see what happens with that. Now, number one. Number one. Zach Wheeler represents a middle-class starting pitcher in the baseball universe 2019 circa 2020. He is not a number one starter. He is not a number two starter. I would argue he's not even a number three starter. The Phillies are banking on the fact that Wheeler will evolve, that he's going to get better, and he's not going to be an underachiever and all that over the next five years. I I have seen, based on past results, which don't guarantee future outcomes, the odds are very low, very, very low, of that happening, and hey, listen, it's it's not my money, right? It's their money. They can burn their money if they want, and Zach Wheeler would not have been at the top of my shopping list, and I'm assuming he was not at the top of the Phillies shopping list, but there's, t- there's too many red flags. He's yet to throw a complete season at a very high level. Zach Wheeler with the Mets, if you look at his career with New York, he had an ERA of close to four and a half in his career in the first half and then when the Mets are often eliminated around midseason, typically when they leave Port St. Lucie, they're eliminated, but especially by the time they get to the All-Star break in the second half of the season, Zach Wheeler goes from a very average major league starting pitcher in ERA around five, and then when there's no pressure and the Mets are pretty much eliminated, he has an ERA of under three in those meaningless second-half games where you know the Mets are playing out the string against the Marlins and the other bad teams in baseball. Uh, and so he puts up those numbers. And then the cherry on top of the ice cream sundae, fragile. Fragile. Zach Wheeler missed not one, but two seasons because of Tommy John surgery. So this has a high probability of being an albatross contract about the time the ink dries. He's going to get almost $24 million a year. Uh, again, not my money. Good for him. I don't think he used a gun or a knife. He used a baseball glove and a baseball to get this kind of money. Now, the second thing. So the Phillies are about to be reminded of an age-old idiom. The leopard does not change his spots, right? Middle-of-the-road pitchers, generally speaking, do not blossom unless there's two ways they blossom. Can I get a shout-out for the PEDs? We've seen players uh, get on the sauce. And uh, they're pretty good. And, and how about if you go to, like, the Astros and you learn how to throw the spitball and you know, cheat like that with that spin rate? You, you're pretty good. Or, or bang, bang, uh, something like that. You know, you could do that, the whistle, any of that stuff. But this this reminds me of oh, – that was Jeff Luno. He just got up to go to the bathroom. Bang, bang. Yeah. Oh, look at that. That was Alex Bregman going to get a snack. All right, so 
Phillies legend Larry Boa. Now, he explained it to me uh, years ago when I was around baseball at the time. He was a coach for the Angels and then a, later on a coach for the Dodgers. And he used to have this cliche thing that he would always say when players got off to slow starts and they weren't very good early in the year. He would say uh, that by the end of the season, that player will have the same numbers that are on the back of his baseball card. Now, that's an outdated reference because who's looking at baseball cards? So we, we'll update it. He'll have, uh, have the same numbers that he has on his baseball reference page. That players don't fluctuate that much. That once you've established yourself as a certain type of player, you don't go from from Z to A. You know, you're not a, an omega, and then you become an alpha. You you are what your record says you are, as Parcells used to say. And pitchers are a persnickety bunch as it is. Right? They must be handled with care. They have to be handled with care. Uh, and, and so if they're, if they're not, well, you know, obviously you have uh, the kid gloves that you that you must use. Uh, but but now you add to this the pressure of living up to the contract and it creates a combustible situation is, is what it does here. Until proven otherwise, I have Zach Wheeler as a ham and egger. He's a number four starter on a good team. He's an ordinary nothing to get excited about pitcher. He's a mix of average, sometimes solid, but always unspectacular. That is Zach Wheeler in a nutshell. Right? You'd rather pay to eat an ice cream sundae than watch Zach Wheeler pitch a game. Because you, know, you get more enjoyment out of the ice cream sundae. You understand what I'm saying? Now, final point. This idea, he left money on the table. That, that blows me away. Anytime I hear an athlete leave money on the table, what are you doing? You're, you're a soldier of fortune. You're a ball player of fortune. What do you do? So that's the fascinating part of this story. We are told that the White Sox offered Zach Wheeler more money than the Phillies. So why on God's green earth would he leave money on the table? And just, why would he not go to the White Sox? Well, every man needs a woman to blame. And he has a woman to blame, Zach Wheeler. Did you see this? We're told that his wife... She didn't want to go to Chicago because her family's all in New Jersey and she didn't want to leave because she would be homesick. And so she wanted to stay within reasonable driving distance of New Jersey. And, of course, Philadelphia right there across the way. You can, I don't know what part of Jersey, whether it's northern or southern New Jersey, or maybe it's in the middle. Um, um, but, but she valued geography over dollars and cents. So you know what that makes her? A fall girl is what that makes She's a fall girl. <laughs> Is, is what she is. And, and the, the old saying, right, happy wife, happy life, uh, et cetera. But I, I don't believe that Zach Wheeler – I mean, this is obviously – I don't know how much money they left on the table. I'm assuming it's you know $5, 10000000 million, something along those lines. Uh, but it, it's not like he's going to be eating food – you know, using food stamps and uh, hanging out with Marcel in Brooklyn eating oodles and noodles. Uh, I don't think that – that's going to be the case. I think he'll be able to manage uh, with $118 million, and, and maybe occasionally they'll have to live paycheck to paycheck. But I think otherwise they should be, they should be all right. All right, Todd. Ben Mather's show on Fox as we press on here. There's a whole gaggle, a whole gaggle of wild speculation in Major League Baseball. Now, one of the more interesting Who? reports, which has to be troubling to the Koopa Loop, involves Garrett Cole. Now, this comes out of Gotham. The Yankees' traveling party headed out to the West Coast and had a meet-and-greet with Garrett Cole. I just told Coop right now. Yeah. 
And Garrett Cole, if you believe the tabloids in New York, Garrett Cole told the Yankees there is no West Coast bias, that he is not. He is not all about that action. Well, what that means is in this. L.A. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, it's obviously it's a, the art of negotiation. This is the way to do it. Unlike Tua Tagovailoa, who said, "I don't even know if I can play." Uh, Garrett Cole's like, "Not only can I play, I would love to play for the Bronx Bombers. I don't have to play in Anaheim or L.A. and because you got to get a bidding war." All right, that's how this thing. That's how he'll get four hundred million dollars or three fifty or whatever. You got to get a bidding war. Uh, he's a SoCal guy. He lives in, the, in Newport, I believe, in Newport Beach there, Laguna Beach, one of the beaches. And he's a UCLA guy, as I said. And SoCal played high school baseball just down the road from Anaheim Stadium where the Angels play. But he did grow up a Yankee fan. He did grow up a Yankee fan. So he no West Coast bias, according to Garrett Cole. How about Hyun Jin Ryu? We mentioned last hour the Dodger free agent uh, is likely not going to be back. How about the fact the team that appears to be most interested is not even in the United States, the Toronto Blue Jays, that the Blue Jays are said to be among the most interested team in the uh, aforementioned Hyun Jin Ryu. And shout out Minnesota Twins, the Twinkies. Could be it. Man, Ryu's not bad. He's, but he's, the problem is he's like 32, so he's kind of he's at that weird point where is it's going to start going sideways. And he goes he goes on the DL every year. Yeah, yeah, one stint or two. Yeah, he's he's a delicate little flower. He's a delicate little flower. The Blue Jays starting pitching uh, they they blow. So I mean he would he would immediately be the number one starter for the Blue Jays and be amazing and all that stuff. So uh, that's a possibility. The guy that I, if I was advising the Dodgers, who I would sign, who I don't think is going to cost that much, but knowing how baseball works will probably cost a ton of money, is Mad Bum. Madison Bumgarner, who late of the Giants, and there's all kinds of rumors. The Twins are interested in him. The White Sox. The Cincinnati Reds, supposedly, according to state-run M- MLB media, are interested in Mad Bum, who's, I think, was he, like 30 years old or something like that? And he has not he's not been as good. I will be to be fair, he has not been as good the last couple of years. But I mean, having watched Clayton Kershaw puke all over the mound and then watching Bumgardner years ago pitch how every starting pitcher should pitch in the playoffs, like the modern day Bob Gibson. I liked him in that spot. I really did. I would like Bumgardner in that spot is what I would like. I mean, I, I know that's a while ago and it's a house by the side of the road, it's long gone, but No, nah, but when you have it, you have it. Doesn't matter. Yeah, you would think. You would think he got. He got. He's got more of that than Kershaw. Yeah, let's put it that way. But sounds like he's going to get paid a, uh, a boatload, like one hundred million dollars or something. Which I guess is not a boatload. It's you know that's what the market is for pitchers these days in baseball. All right, these the, the Ben Maller show. As we press on, we'll take a bunch of these phone calls at eight seven seven nine. On Fox 877-996-6369. Well, one thing about Zach Wheeler and, and something about Madison Bumgarner, all these guys can experience the joy of sleep number, right? Sleep number. Now, you don't have to be a million-dollar pitcher in baseball. That's a great thing. These sleep number beds are for everybody, whether you're a pro athlete or just a uh, regular Joe, like me or you, right? Just regular people, just uh, trying to make, my, make a buck here doing overnight radio. And I, I've had the sleep number bed for several years, and uh, I'm the kind of guy that used to think all beds were the same. And uh, I, I had, from the time I left the original Maller Mansion, uh, my mom hooked me up with a bed, and I lived in like three or four apartments. I moved around, and I had that bed. I always put that in the U-Haul, and I uh, went and went to the next apartment. 
And my idea of a new mattress was just to flip the mattress over. That was my idea of a new mattress. And then I got the sleep number bed. I was like, wow, this is, I can't believe it. We're living in a time where they have beds that will adjust on each side. And these, these beds, the sleep number 360 smart bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you sleeping comfortably throughout the night. It's amazing. And, uh, you know, I, I was a bachelor for a long time. I'm married now. I share a bed. And well, not much because I work overnights and she doesn't. But but occasionally we share a bed. And uh, we have different ideas of a proper mattress, different ideas of a firmness in a mattress. She gets what she wants. I get what I want. My sleep number setting's 50, and she's at 40. Uh, for example, and you can change it. You're not locked in. You know, you can change your mind, and you say maybe, uh, maybe now I'm a 60, or maybe now I'm a I'm a 20. Uh, you can change it up a little bit. And with the Sleep IQ technology inside the bed, it tracks how you're sleeping, so you can know every morning how well you've slept and gain insights. They'll give you pointers on how to uh, to improve. And with holidays coming up, and you're looking around, you know, what should I get here for the holiday? Let me tell you something. You know how much time people spend in 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 bed, I mean, this is a great uh, gift idea, and for yourself, I mean, you can get it for somebody else, but for yourself, look out for number one. Uh, discover proven quality sleep with the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed from $999 only at a Sleep Number store near you or sleepnumber.com slash maller. It is your duty. We'll get to that. My favorite story of the day. We have saved it for this hour. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. One nation, under God, Uh indivisible, for which it stands. And one nation, indivisible, Uh indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe 
Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Many agree the Ben Maller Show is more fun when you interact with us on Twitter. It's like the Wild West, 280 characters at a time. Debate the issues of the day with our community of knuckleheads and be part of the lunacy by following your host on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our technical producer. He plays all the music and most of the funny sound bites on the Ben Maller Show. He also likes to sing in the bathroom. What's that song, Roberto? Police stop my Police car. Police stop my car. Yeah, he was singing that in the bathroom. Too much information? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> he is at, uh, what is it, uh, Raider well, underscore Rob 24. Well, are you okay, Eddie? I know you're going on vacation soon, but are you all right? Yeah. Right. He's at Raider underscore Rob 24 if you want to follow And Ronald Twitter. Acuna Jr. Uh, he's not bad either. Roberto. Ronald Acuna Jr. (laughs) (laughs) And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Nobody listens to anything anyone else says. That's the golden rule of talk radio. No one actually listens when the other people talk. It's talk radio. It's not listen radio. So you just talk and you don't listen to anyone else. That's how it happens. So if you're wondering why we're playing these odd holiday songs, it's our way to rebel and push back against the machine. The company mandates that we have to play holiday-themed music here. So what we have done over the last couple of years is we've taken the creative license and say, well, okay, they say we have to play holiday music, but there's all kinds of holiday music. There's all kinds of crazy holiday music that many people don't know about. And so we find those songs. If you want to recommend a song, you can send those songs in 
to myself or Coop or Eddie or Roberto, and we'll play it, assuming it's radio-friendly and they're not every other word's the F word. I've got one, Ben. Oh, you do? Yeah. When can I play this, Roberto? Now? Next, next break? Yeah. All right, next break. I, got I never one. break, Eddie. I don't know what you're talking Whatever. about. I believe in breaking. Uh, all right, we'll have a new song to look forward to. Uh, Eugene, coaches against Fortnite guy, says, Ben, I will take a ham and egger any day of the week over what the Dodgers have. Taco Bell, a.k.a. Clayton Kershaw, usually a good choice, but always comes back to bite you at the worst moments. And uh, mentions die, die, diarrhea. I liked him in that spot. That's I really did. Uh, Dave writes and says, I must have nodded off, Ben. Are you still talking about baseball? Yes, Dave. Screw you. Guess which finger I'm holding Ooh. up, Dave. That's right. Your number one is what you are. Congratulations. Chad's upset because I mentioned the twins. He said, uh, F you. And guess who's out of Twitter jail? Did you hear who's out of Twitter jail? Is it Blind Scott? Yes. Blind yeah. Scott is out well, of Twitter jail. This is his- not really. He, he just created a new account. And is now, yeah. I, I had uh, muted him a long time ago, but now he's tweeting. Now you have a new account to mute. Yeah. And this is at least his fifth or sixth Twitter account over the years that Blind Scott has had. No photo, though. He's got the two egg avatar there. He does not have a photo yet. And I hope he takes one because I think you'll agree, Eddie, that Blind Scott's photos are some of the most entertaining on Twitter. When he tries to take a selfie. I would not disagree with that. And you see like his forehead and Kramer's butt, you know, something like that. It's just wonderful. <laughs> uh, Dan writes and says, the Phillies uh, like se- like setting their money on fire. Does this mean the Mets will win the World Series next season? Uh, yes, on a video game, the Mets will win the World Series. That is correct. Let's go to the phones and the sports sorceress standing by. She's got her star charts out. Andrea is in Berkeley. What's going on, Andrea? Hi, Dan. How are you? If I was any better, I would be a Wheeler, but not Zach <laughs> Wheeler because he's really rich, and I don't know that I can handle that. I'd like yeah. to try, though. Yeah, you know, it's so interesting because um, obviously I, I was remembering when uh, the Giants traded him away for Carlos Beltran, and that didn't work out. But uh, be that as it may, uh, Zach Wheeler, born May 30th, 1990, so he's having his Saturn return. That's par for the course. <clears throat> Endings and new beginnings. But check this out. You know, I always talk about Mars being a crucial planet for an athlete. And, you know, energy assertion, aggression. Yeah. He has Mars in Pisces. The last two years of his five-year, $118 million contract, Neptune conjuncts his Mars in Pisces. So going on record, he will have lower vitality, be ineffective because that transit dissipates energy so you're saying that the phillies would have been better off buying like a case of mars candy bars they would have been better off is that what you're saying or you know shorter contracts i mean it's getting outdated five years 118 million five years 120 million they're not seeing the kind of the error of their ways because yeah, no, listen, I agree with you, but I, the, the argument that people in baseball make is like, yeah. well, yeah, we'll give this guy a five-year contract, but we're really, it's really like a three-year contract, and we, we're going to have to eat the last couple years of the contract, right. and they factor that in. They, right. They, yeah. I'm glad they do, because that's exactly what they're going to end up doing. So yeah. it's like a buyout, you know, three years, and then they can buy him out the last two. Is that what you were um Well, no, I'm not saying they're going to buy him out. It's guaranteed, from my understanding, it's guaranteed money, but right, like they're, right. they're, they're putting in, and they know that they're probably oh, not, they're going to get the Diminishing right. returns at the end of it. Because Zach Wheeler is going to be in May. He's going to turn 30. Right. So by the time he's done, yeah, 35 or something like that. And uh, and generally pitchers, 
uh, don't do that well as they get to that point, like the middle-aged part of their career. They usually aren't that good. And uh, and you, of course, even though you're in Northern California, yes. you are, in your blood, yes. is New, Mr. Met and the New York Metropolitans. Yes, thank you for remembering that. There was a holiday party, and I saw Mr. Met and brought back memories. And uh, it was funny. I don't know if you saw Noah Syndergaard's tweet about Zach Wheeler going to the Phillies, but he wasn't too pleased about it. He was pretty playful. But, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, I I just think that, uh, you know, manage expectations the last two years are going to be a point of diminishing returns. Yeah, I I think I I would agree with that. And, uh, of course, you as a Mets fan know all about diminishing returns. Uh, Yeah, but true. (laughs) You know, uh, this guy, Arik, I think it was Arik in Minnesota, sent a, I have a Mr. Met hat. Now, I'm a Dodger guy, but I love Mr. Met. And so I wear that every once in a while. It's, it's oh. in my hat rotation. I have a Mr. Met hat, which has got the logo right there. It's pretty cool. Oh, that's cool, because yeah. I think you know the history, like the orange and blue, because the Giants were orange and the Dodgers were blue, and the Mets you know, became a franchise after the Dodgers and the Giants left. Yeah. So part of that Mr. Met energy is, you know, kind of aligned with the Dodgers. That's correct. See, this it's it's all it's all tied together. Everything like the planets lining up, as you would say in your world, it's right? All, it's very holistic, you know. That's right. We're all on the journey together. All right. Well, thank you, Andrea and Virgo in service on Twitter. You can follow her, and she'll hook you up. She's a friend of the Maller Militia. Checks us uh, checks out the show regularly and contributes to the show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Ben, I know you're very excited about this news out of the, the NFL. The New York Giants will be taking on the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday Night Football. And it appears that Eli Manning will be the starting quarterback for the New York Giants, apparently Daniel Jones, suffering from a high ankle sprain. So uh, Eli will be uh, under center for, for Big Blue. In that, uh, so this is where Eli Manning comes off the bench and has like three games where he throws three touchdowns each game, and then the Giants are just, they decide we're going we're gonna to go back to Eli Manning. We're going to sign him to a contract extension. And uh, Oh, we love Eli. He's so intoxicating. Eli Manning, Elijah Manning. He's back. Elijah Ma- Oh, please. How, how have the Giants been able to get the, the coach of the Giants here, Pat Shermer? Mr. Finito Dunn. How is he not Finito Dunn? He's one of the worst coaches in NFL oh, he, history. He, he will be. Uh, yeah. Why not just fire him now? What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? I, I, I don't know, but right. he's definitely gone. Right. It, he's is gone. The, it is the Ben Maller Let's show. Let's talk football, not drama. All right. That's drama, Eddie. You're <laughs> but, trying to talk but, about but drama. the football's so bad. We have to talk drama. Finito. Done. The great thing about Pat Shermer is that he... He treats the media with such disdain that he like he's such an arrogant sob. Like he's the smartest guy in the room. Like relax, dude. You're not Belichick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he has this like snide, snarky approach when dealing with questions. It's pretty amusing considering he loses pretty he's much terrible every, too. every game. Uh, yeah. All right, spin out of the show. Geico, Geico, Geico to the rescue. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So I would say this is my favorite story of the day. This and the LeBron James dribbling with, or not dribbling, crossing midcourt. But th- this one's pretty good. So it's your duty. We now go to where I get all my breaking news. That would be the Twitch platform that's the live streaming of uh, video games which is very popular and uh, we present to you now this is the live stream of new york yankees outfielder clint frazier 
playing Call of Duty. Listen to my man, my new favorite Yankee, Clint Frazier, playing a video game, and this went viral. <laughs> oh, my God. What? <laughs> Look at my stream. Hold on. Two bang slider. All right. Curveball's coming. Eater. All right. I might hit a home run because I know what pitch is coming. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Someone didn't mess up the sign. Here we go. He said two bangs was a curveball and he banged twice and it was a heater. Here he comes. Dead. Alright, he banged it four times. Okay, you get the point. Uh, it just went on. He was just making jokes about the Astros cheating. It was wonderful. This guy's playing Call of Duty and he's making, he's just like me doing a monologue. Bang, bang! Whistle, you know, the whole thing, he's got that, he had this a light show, they, they actually at one point brought in a guy, one of his buddies was banging a trash can, just like the Astros. How great is that? How wonderful is that? Give this guy an award, Clint Frazier. It's wonderful. All right, let's go to the big dog. Arr, 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 arr. Big dog is in Chicago. Hello, big dog. What's up, though? I got something to say about this nonsense happening with this fox. Reporter, your brethren, listen, always remember, racism always equals stupidity, but stupidity does not always equal racism, okay? What was stupid about what he said was that he did not realize the time that he lives in where people do not recognize the golden nugget of insight that this man has dropped on us. I mean, I had never thought about that. You know, I'm black in Puerto Rican, which means I look Middle Eastern, oh. right? I can talk about this Racist. according to the rules given to me by who knows who. I don't, know, I don't know about I that. Say, I don't know about that. I, yeah. I want to say this one thing. Let me tell you something. All right? He didn't recognize the time. He dropped the golden nugget on us. Do you know why? Why is because that? Because now... I'm gonna when I play Madden, I'm picking Lamar Jackson because the computer cannot see the ball. All right. I'm going on Twitter. Come on I'm now, what do you know? I think the computer can see the ball. I don't know, but according to, according to Big Dog, he's got a pass, Eddie. He can make that uh, joke there. He's got the pass because he says yeah. he said there. All right, thank you, Big. You don't even. I don't think Big Dog even knows who he was talking about. He just racist. heard you mention the story. I don't think he knows the story. By no means is that racist or negative. Yeah. Did I see the Texas Rangers are going to have powder blues? That they're going to have their alternative. Are you uni- still talking baseball? No, I'm talking about powder <laughs> blue, powder God, blue man. uniforms. Uh, don't you like the powder blue? No. You don't enjoy the powder blue? Well, there were, I remember back in like the was it the eighties, late seventies, so and early eighties. So many teams had the powder blue: the Cardinals, the Royals, Phillies, the Braves, Twins. I mean, they, it was just like enough. Yeah, Mariners had powder blue at one point. Yeah. I, I like the powder blue. I do enjoy the powder blue. I admit that. <laughs> All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox, and do we do we have? Let's get to it right now. Here we go. Hit that button right there. There you go. It's go. now time for. Well, hurry, hurry, I can hardly wait. Ask Ben. Twitter! Send us your questions on Twitter now. 
All right, here we go. It is time now for another edition of Ask Ben. These are your questions, our answers for the rest of the hour. These are actual questions sent in by actual human beings. There are no bots as far as we know, no Russian bots, no Ukrainian bots, no spies. These are just regular people, salt of the earth, hardworking people who have questions. But we don't do sporto questions because that would be boring. So the questions about us, questions about the show, it's called Ask Ben, but you can ask any of us questions with your fake outrage and we'll see how it goes Loop, the master of ceremonies well ben uh i'll be honest uh, i thought you were gonna save what? it for the last segment so oh. i don't have the t- the normal question the the oh. you know back-to-back oh well, if you want to wait oh, well, we can well, pause, no, I mean, I mean, we can pause have, if you want questions I mean, ready you're not no, ready i, I have questions can, ready okay. just right. not the ones for you always so, get, remember so, the scout motto Loop. what's the scout motto I, I was never always be prepared. Always be prepared. Anyway. That's right. And do a good turn daily. That's the slogan. Do a good turn daily. So instead, we're going to start with uh, questions for everybody. Okay. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. No, I don't like that. This- I like, I'm the star. <laughs> I'm on the, I'm the I'm marquee, Eddie. I like to be first. You know. uh, this is from Kryptonians for Yang. <laughs> wow. I'm oh, sure that's yeah, his yeah. real name. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure who that is. But uh, well, anyway, he says. Surprised. You don't know. It's a household name. No, I mean, I know Yang, but I don't know who this guy is. Uh, Yang Chung tonight, Racist. right? Isn't that the, uh, was that the song? No, you guys mentioned... Racist. <laughs> you guys mentioned that you don't eat a lot of salads, but yeah. if your wife slash girlfriend forces you to have it once or twice a week, what salad dressings would you use? All right, so I don't eat traditional salad. The way I get my vegetables, I'm like a five-year-old kid. You have to hide the vegetables. You have to mix the vegetables in with the other stuff I'm eating when I don't realize I'm eating vegetables or I won't eat vegetables. But back back when I would dabble in salad dressing, and I've, I've eaten a few salads, not many. Probably can count the number of salads on both my hands I've eaten in my life. But I, I would go Thousand Island. I would take Thousand Island. I like that, you know. So, or a, a honey mustard, which I think is more of a dipping sauce, but you can use that as a salad dressing. What about you, Eddie? Yeah, I'm also a, a Thousand Island uh, fan as well. I enjoy a nice salad uh, now, every now really? and then, especially like with a with a couple slices of pizza. That's I like. Do that. you cover the salad in like meat, like a lot of people do, and make Meats? it really well? No. Yeah, you you can eat a salad that has more calories than a Big yeah, Mac. Yeah, a dinner salad. A, yeah, an entree yep. salad. You nope. no, 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 okay. no meat. All right, Roberto. That's what I do. I enjoy the Caesar salad with some carne asada in there or some chicken. Well, chicken, mix that up yep. there. Yeah, right. chicken's not bad. You're right. Chicken's not bad. All right, what about you, Koopa Loop? Your salad dressing, your go-to salad dressing. Well, um, for most of my life, it's it's been ranch. Oh, uh, God, but the devil's blood. As I uh, as I try to eat a bit healthier, I have now find my find myself enjoying like a fruity uh, vinaigrettes, like a blueberry vinaigrette or mark tape on something that. like that. Yeah. <laughs> mark Thank tape on what? Oh, what you just said. Uh, there's nothing funny about that. Well, not fruity. Out of context, that'll be very funny. <laughs> okay. In context, it's not funny, but when we cut that up and play it back, it'll be hilarious. All right. All right let's do another one. It's Ask Ben. Your questions are answers for the rest of the hour. Um, this is a group question from Manic Mike. Hi, Manic. He says, describe in detail your all-time favorite sandwich. <laughs> well, I mean, we have it uh, like once a month here. It's the uh, the Fat Sal's. Oh, uh, that's your all-time favorite? I've not had a better sandwich. I've been to Pittsburgh. I've been to Pramani Brothers. That's a good sandwich where they put the fries on top, but they put the fries on top of the one over here. I, I've, I've eaten sandwiches in, in Boston, New York, Chicago, all over the big cities in the United States. I've not had a better sandwich than that fat Texas barbecue. 
uh, in in uh, in LA here that we get every once in a while. Well, uh, what about you, Eddie? I, I agree, and for people who don't know, and I remember the first time I read what was on this, I'm like, this is all on this sandwich. Yeah, uh, barbecued pastrami brisket, chicken fingers, mozzarella sticks, bacon, grilled onions, melted cheddar, and mozzarella. Uh, fries, mayo, honey barbecue yeah. on a hero. Ah, it's amazing. It's unbelievable. It is nirvana is what it is. All right, what about you, Roberto? You're the chef. Tuna sh- sandwich, baby. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. That's uh, Tuna sandwich. That's a, sh- that's a shocker right there, folks. No, okay. that Fat Texas was really good, but now I, I love that uh, chili, the chili, the chili. What? Philly, Philly cheesesteak. Okay, the chili. You like the chili, the chili cheesesteak. The chili Philly cheesesteak. The chili cheesesteak. It's yeah. a little chilly, and you like the you like it out of the freezer. That fat Texas is just too much. You go to just, you go to never. It's not too much. Yeah, it is. You eat it half. Is. You eat half later. It's not too much. I, no, it's not the same when you eat it after though. That's Let me like t- when you fast for forty eight hours, it ain't too much. All right. Um, I love the fat Texas. It's a great sandwich, but believe it or not, my favorite sandwich of all time is from Whole Foods. <gasps> Ooh, that's yes. whole paycheck. Yeah, yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know if they still have it, but it was like chicken with goat cheese and uh, like red pepper aioli. Sun-dried tomato that aioli. Would send me right to I, I got to change my answer now. Oh, come on. <laughs> You're not allowed to change your answer. Yeah, All answers I, are fine. I go to, I go to a, a local deli here in, uh, by my house. Yeah. Uh, I would make Itali- it a local Italian deli. De- Italian deli, okay. and I and yeah. make my uh, Italian cold cut sandwich. That's my favorite. No goat cheese for you? Goat cheese, no. Uh, po- provolone. All right, well, wait, wait, let's pause for the cause. We'll have more of Ask Ben. Your questions are answers for the rest of the hour. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Hey, chingity ching. It's Dominic the donkey. Jingity jing. The Italian Christmas donkey. La la la. La 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 la. La la la. La 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 la. Santa's got a little friend. Become a Ben Maller Show P1. Subscribe and give the gift of the Ben Maller Show podcast to family, friends, and even enemies. It's 100% free and available on demand wherever you download fine podcasts. We need your help. Subscribe to the Ben Maller Show podcast on iTunes and give us five stars. It keeps the pirate ship floating in the middle of the night. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. La 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 Dominic the Italian Christmas donkey. That's good. I like that. That's solid, man. That's a that's a when I was a little kid growing up, we used to listen to this, man. Are you serious? You know the song? Oh, it's wonderful. It sounds like I used there's an Italian restaurant in Hollywood I would go to and they play this kind of music. You know, it's kinda like you don't listen to the lyrics and you don't realize what's going on. You just hear la 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 let's get back to it. Here we go. It's Ash Ben. Your questions, our answers. We play the holiday hits here on the radio and over to Koopa Loop we go again for more Ask Ben. Now Ben, I don't know if you've mentioned this on like the podcast or something. Okay, I didn't that? know you have a, a strong distaste for this, but uh, Terrell on Facebook yeah. wants to know if your life depended on it, would you rather eat ranch dressing or horseradish? Uh yeah, yeah, I, mean, I don't want either obviously. My life depended on it. I I had a horrible experience with horseradish years ago. I was at uh, I was Me actually, too. Yeah, I was at I was at Staples Center at, at a game and I was eating in the media dining room and and I had they had chicken fingers. 
and they had this big bucket which looked like honey mustard. Oh no! So I went over and I got a big scoop of it, and I I dipped as much of that stuff on as I could, and I put it in my mouth. And I thought my head was going to explode. Okay. Because okay. it was horseradish. It was That's, horrible. How do you how do you mistake horseradish for honey? Because it was like yellow, kind of. It was like yellow brownish tint to it. What kind of horseradish was that? I when I, I went to Hometown Buffet when I was a kid, and it was Taco Tuesday at Hometown Buffet. Yeah. And I love sour cream. Right. So I loaded up those tacos with what I thought was sour cream, but it was horseradish. Oh, that's Same. the worst, yeah, man. It's, it's it just goes right to your forehead and the top of your head, <laughs> and it's, it's brutal. It really should be criminal. They, I, when I become president, I'm going to outlaw horseradish. It will not be allowed. I'm going to put an embargo on it. You won't be able to have it until I'm done as the president. <laughs> All right. All right keep going. A, here we go. Here's an interesting question from, from Aussie Momentum uh, for the crew. All right. Would you rather have to lay a mile worth of carpet or drag yourself naked across 200 yards of thistles? Um, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Googling thistle. Okay, that's they're must like be thorns, it. right? Uh, like thorns, yeah, 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 yeah well, sharp I, prickly. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, I'll put the carpet down. I'm not. Yeah, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, I'll go carpet. Uh, yeah, carpet, yeah. Uh, universal. Sorry, you you get nothing. Let's ask Ben your questions. Our answers. What more do we have here? Let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, Georgia boy is Georgia. I don't know if this is a this is just for everybody or for me. I'm I'm assuming it's for me. He said he put hashtag ask Coop on there also. Okay. What, what height would you prefer to be? Um, at least 5'10". I, w- I would... Uh, I would be 5'10". Yeah, I would... You think I your would, life would change in amazing ways if you were 5'10". Um, what is your current height, Coop? 5'6". Yeah. See, I, I would like to be the size where you can like fit on a plane comfortably and not uh, have your <laughs> knees hitting the yeah. seat in See, front Coop, of you. Being and, tall is not all it's cracked up to be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, but if it's C five tens, like it's not, it's not tall, you know, but it's it's you know normal height. Anyway, uh, uh, quickly for everyone, uh, would you rather have a dog with a cat's personality or a cat with a dog's personality? Oh, I'm all about the personality of my dog Bella, so I would take a, a cat with a dog's personality over a dog with a cat's personality. Eddie, I agree. I had it. I had that. My cat Buddy was very much like a dog. Cool. All right. What about dog you? with the cat personality? All right. Uh, cool. We, I'm with you and Eddie. All right, we agree. Look at that universal no, love. Yeah, Roberto was different. Oh, I'm, I wasn't listening. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Should you really fear the beard? Should the record book fear the beard? Welcome in the beginning. Of another hour, it's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So we, we had a hearty conversation on a previous show about James Harden and the Rockets. And uh, we talked about DeMar DeRozan of the Spurs, who had said that he believed the beard could score 100 points in a game. We debated that. I actually agreed with DeMar DeRozan that he certainly could if everything was lined up perfectly and the Rockets decided that was the goal, that was the mission statement for that particular game. The other team's incompetent. Uh, you would get that perfect situation. Now, in retrospect, 
uh, I made a mistake. Not because I'm wrong with my evaluation. I believe I am right with my evaluation because what I have done, though, by giving that evaluation is I have given the green light to every Houston sports wackadoodle to contact me, and several of them did. We were off to the races there. My inbox started blowing up. I said, well, you said something positive about a Houston athlete. What's going on here? And uh, they started going on. I, I, I picked one email in particular, Dave from Houston, uh, who wrote in, he gave a very passionate plea that not only is James Harden amazing and could score 100 points in a game, but he said, I didn't go far enough. He said, this guy Dave, probably wearing his Akeem Olajuwon pajamas from back in the day with a shout-out to Vernon Maxwell and the different era, Yao Ming, different eras of the Rockets. So this guy Dave, I, seem, I don't know if he was trolling me or not, but he made this plea that not only is Harden great, but he's also the greatest scorer in NBA history, that he is the, the greatest offensive player the game has seen. And he had some statistics to, to back up his argument. Of course, confirmation bias is always a fun thing. He pointed out that coming into the season, no player in the history of pro basketball had ever made more than 53 pointers and 200 foul shots over their first 20 games of a season. This season, through the first 20 games, James Harden has made 98 three pointers and 261 foul shots. So he has blown away that. Very odd, small sample size statistic that was randomly brought up. And and, and again, Dave, Dave, this guy, Dave, he had a bunch of other analytical stuff and uh, whatnot, so I don't need to get into all that and bore the hell out of you. But let's discuss the question, is James Harden the greatest of them all in NBA history? As this guy, Dave, points out, uh, I'm going to use some pig Latin, okay, to answer this. And the pig Latin is ixnay on the all-time greatest scorer A. Now, listen, his, his number is hardened. If he continues on, he's going to be among the all-time greats and uh, of offensive players in the NBA. But the, the top of the mountain, no. I've got Papa Shot, the Taste Test, and the Vanishing Man. And we will combine all these things together and play Connect 3. Not Connect 4 because it's only three things. Now, first of all, uh, James Harden has been tremendous at accumulating huge offensive stats in this era of the NBA. I'm not going to push back on this guy, Dave, or others, that he has been the top offensive player during the regular season. That's just based on the raw data over the last couple of years. But it is a gigantic leap of faith that I am not willing to make that he is the greatest scorer in NBA history. I think that is nonsense. I think that is hyperbole. Uh, and his style of play, here's the biggest sin against James Harden. His style of play is not pleasing to the eye. It's bad for basketball, right? Superb stats, but Harden is a turd in the punch bowl in terms of entertainment. Now, you go to a party, you want some punch, and somebody puts a turd in there. That's not good, right? That's, I mean, well, who wants that? <laughs> and, and Harden uses, what he does is he uses sleight of hand. Uh, he, he really does, you know, in a basketball sense, to put up these these offensive statistics. He's turned the beautiful game of basketball into a papa shot contest from the foul line. And you might go to your favorite pizza place or the arcade if they still have those and play papa shot. But do you really want to pay a lot of money or spend valuable entertainment time watching someone stand there unguarded shooting from 15 feet away the foul shot? No, of course not. Of course not. Who wants to watch that? And based on the ratings, 20% fewer people want to watch that than last year. It's logical to say that James Harden's 
he's got to own some of the blame pie here. And, and if you look at the, the ratings going down, and he's one of the big headliners in the NBA. And, and let me give you a thumbnail of what it's like if you're not an NBA person watching James Harden on a single Rockets possession. Here's what Harden does. Dribble, dribble, dribble. Dribble, dribble, dribble. Dribble, 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 dribble. Dribble, 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 dribble. Does that for 18 seconds. He then either A, steps back to shoot a fadeaway three-point shot off balance, hoping the defender will hit his arm, or B, Harden dribbles for 18 seconds, dribble, 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 takes a couple of steps forward, hoping, beyond hope, three-foot, he takes three-foot running start like he's an Olympic sprinter, like LeBron James, uh, and, and then you know, he, he, if the opponent even blinks, even blinks, then uh, that that Harden acts like he's got uh, you know a, a plague or a, a pneumonia or something like that, and uh, and he has to go to the foul line. Harden the other night in, against San Antonio, Harden got fifty points against the Spurs in double overtime. He was eleven of thirty eight from the floor, eleven of thirty eight. And he needed 24 foul shots to get to that magical 50-point total. It is not aesthetically pleasing. It's not enjoyable to watch. Uh, but, you know, it's effective. Now, secondly, Wilt Chamberlain, by most accounts, is statistically the greatest scorer of all time in NBA history. Now, he's before my time. And since I have been a watchdog of the NBA, for me, it's Michael Jordan. Now, back in the 80s and the 90s, there was a book written by Sam Smith called The Jordan Rules in Chicago there. And it talked about how Chuck Daly, who had been the coach of the Pistons in that era, cooked up The Jordan Rules in an effort to try to stop and put the clamps on his airness. And they would overplay him. They would double team him. They'd keep switching defensive strategies from possession to possession to try to keep Jordan off, off, off his game. Uh, And there was also the belief that Michael Jordan got special privileges, much like James Harden from the officials. And it's absolutely true that Michael Jordan, if you go back and and look at some of those games, if you got close to Michael Jordan late in a game, you would get called for a foul. And Jordan would shoot foul shots. However, it didn't happen the entire game. It happens the entire game with James Harden. And if you go to the numbers – Right, and, and you look at the numbers here and do a blind side-by-side taste test of these uh, two random players. Player A played 15 seasons in the NBA, averaged 10 or more foul shots twice. 10 or more foul shots per game twice. Player B, playing 11 seasons in the NBA, averaged 10 or more foul shots per game seven of the 11 seasons. Seven of the 11 seasons. The last six consecutive, obviously player A is Michael Jordan and player B would be James Harden. The greatest of them all in terms of flopping, the greatest floppy McFlop is Mr. Harden there for the Rockets. And keep in mind, I was a fan of a team that was called Flop City, that uh, the, the, uh, the Clippers back in the day when they had Chris Paul, those guys, and Blake Griffin, they flopped all the time. The high watermark is this season. Through 20 games, James Harden is averaging almost 15 foul shots per game. He he really does have he really does have the officials in his back pocket. It's amazing. Now Jordan was better because he was he, the way he played. He didn't use the three point shot very often at all. It wasn't in vogue back in that era. 
but he scored the old-fashioned way. Jordan made a grand total in his entire career 581 three-pointers in 15 years in the NBA. All right, 581. James Harden, the last two seasons, has made 643 three-point shots, just to to give you a a difference. And Harden, in 11 seasons, has made over 2,000 three-point shots. Do you hear the juxtaposition here on Harden and and Jordan? And plus, Harden, talk about a ball hog. Michael Jordan looked up the numbers. He took 23 shots per game, averaged 30 points per game. James Harden has averaged over 24 shots per game in recent years, but it's the cartoonish foul shot numbers that add on top of that that make it even more egregious. Final thought. So having seen James Harden in big playoff games, I am reluctant to put him even in the the top 10, if you will, uh, because of how bad he has been in in the big, big moments. Regular season numbers are relatively easy to accrue. It's the quality uh, over quantity, right? You know, the quality of the playoffs, the quality of play over the quantity of the regular season. Much like my diet back in the day, I was all about the quantity, not so much the quality. Uh, but on the big stage in the postseason, James Harden becomes the vanishing man. Uh, that is that is who James Harden is. He will have you know, if, you, if you look at his number, he'll have an empty you know, third quarter or fourth quarter or the entire second half. He just won't show up. So it's, it's facts over feelings. Harden's scoring, field goal percentage, three-point shooting, and efficiency all go down. His efficiency from the foul line all go down across the board in the playoffs. Why? Because the game is officiated a little bit differently in the postseason, and Harden has been unable to adjust. So as far as this guy Dave and the other wackadoodles who are Houston sports apologists and Harden apologists, to me that doesn't pass the muster. Uh, Harden plays tremendously boring, his style of play, and it has not translated to dominance in the postseason. And so I put that in a novelty act until he actually does it in the big moments in the postseason there. It's, so far, it's been unsustainable in the in the playoff. It can't maintain those numbers. But you know what we can maintain? We can maintain Benny versus the Penny, and we have to get to that right now. Here we go. Hit that button right there. We got football action tonight. Welcome, players. You're welcome. Are you up for more Maller Mayhem? Yeah. It's time now. Benny versus the Penny. That it is a little Thursday night brouhaha from the NFL as we kick things off. Now, Benny versus the Pennies on the podcast, which will be up on Friday, the fifth hour with Ben Maller and the fishbowl keeper, David Gascon. Uh, but we'll have that on Friday. But this is the Thursday game, Dallas 6-6 six and six at Chicago 6-6. Six and six. If only the Bears could have been in the NFC East, they'd be a playoff team right now. It's on Fox. You better watch Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. The Cowboys opened a three-point favorite, and despite... A lot of Dallas money. The line has stayed flat. It is still at three points. The weather tonight in Chicago at kickoff going to be cloudy, 42 degrees at Soldier Field. The pick is in. I am going to take the Bears. I'm taking the Chicago Bears. Now, the reason why, a couple of reasons. A, everyone and their mother is betting on the Cowboys, who to me are a very pedestrian team. These are two even teams, but close to 80% of the action as we are talking, me and you, 
is on Jerry's team. Jerry. The Sharps, though, the, the wise guys are betting on Chicago. I, I like to be on that side. Now, you also have to handicap the game. Dallas has the NFL's number one offense, and they are in danger of missing the playoffs. Dak Prescott has all these gaudy statistics, but often makes enough mistakes to, to hurt the Cowboys' chances of winning these games. That's why they are 6-6. Six and six. The Cowboys lost to the Jets. If you lose to the Jets on the road, you can certainly lose to Chicago. You can lose to anyone. And, and the other thing about the Cowboys is you figure to win a game like this, you, there's be a lot of opportunities for turnovers. Dallas has failed to force a turnover in any of its last four games. The franchise has never gone five straight without a takeaway. Now, you'd think that Trubisky's good for a couple of interceptions here in this game, or at least one. Uh, I don't know about that. Now, I, I'm not here. Secondly, I'm not here to sell the Bears. I don't have any confidence in Mr. Trubisky. But since I am going to be on the side of Chicago, I did – dig and find a positive stat. All Chicago has to do is tread water and keep the game close at halftime because Mitch Trubisky, Mitchell, has a 117.6 passer rating after halftime over the last four weeks since week 10. That is the second best in the entire NFL since week 10. The only one better, Lamar Jackson of the Ravens, who leads the NFL in second half quarterback rating. Trubisky, if you look at it, he has been efficient. He was very good in the second half against the Lions. Now, do I expect that? I don't. Now, it would also help if Khalil Mack and the Bears defense pick things up. All those big names on Chicago's defense. And yet, 11 sacks since the beginning of October, tied with the Dolphins for the fewest in the NFL. I love my home dogs. Love my home dogs. With motivation, the Cowboys are still reeling. I'm going to take a, a live home dog, the Bears. Chicago, 23, Dallas, 21. And the penny picks, Koopa Loop with the penny. Penny agrees with you, Ben, going to the Bears. All that to agree. Okay. That's the way the ball bounces. That's the way the ball bounces. We will take your phone calls also on Twitter at Ben Maller and we will puck the world later this hour. We'll get to all that. We'll do it next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. 
Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Life is hectic, you have lots of responsibilities, so make sure to cuddle up with the Ben Maller Show on the social network. Join our online radio family, go to facebook.com slash Show, and you can take part in our weekly features like Ask Ben, which we had earlier tonight, Lame Jokes coming up tomorrow, and more. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. And to the phones we go, let's say hello to Anthony, who's in the Bay Area, and he is next. Hello, Anthony! Hey, how you doing, Ben? What's going on, man? You've been patient. What's on your mind, Anthony? Well, I wanted to challenge you and the crew to a NFL pick 'em, picking Trubisky, Montgomery, and Allen uh, Robinson against whoever you guys pick. Well, what's the noise in the background? You're such a Bears apologist, man. What's what's up with that, Anthony? I mean, I know you love your Bears, but come on. 
You think Trubisky's uh, going to have a huge day tonight? I, I picked the Bears to, to – I think that's the right bet, but I don't think he's going to have a huge game. I think it'd be okay. Well, uh, then this challenge sounds like uh, you guys should take it then. Well, what do we get out of it? <laughs> I won't call for a while. How's that sound? Oh, that would be a gift. Oh, boy. So, <laughs> and then and then if you win, what do, what, what do you get? I'll take a golden ticket and some bear pride. Some bear pride, yeah. Yeah. All right. Because if the Bears lose this game, it's you're going to go back to hibernation, right? That's it? You're going to go hibernate? That's the way it's looking. Yeah. I, I don't really understand the bet. I mean, we, do, we do the NFL pick them tomorrow. So you think that your guys from the Bears will have a better weekend than our guys, whoever we pick tomorrow in the NFL pick them, yes? Yes, sir. All right. Well, you got to keep track of that. I know Coop won't do it. And then we'll, we'll call up next week and let us know how we did, all right? Okay. Also, I uh, had a request here. I know I'm not part of the Maller Mafia, but that guy, uh, Cowboy, I think it's Cowboy Dan. I don't know how he gets a chance to call only when the Cowboys win. Because he only calls when the Cowboys win. When the Cowboys lose, he disappears. When the Cowboys win, he's the first call every Cowboy win. He does a victory speech is what he does. And I guarantee you, tonight, if the Bears don't play well and the Cowboys win, he will be right there, number one, to talk about how great Dak Prescott is and Jason Garrett and the Cowboys. Yeah, but you guys were going to be, uh, ban that guy, I think, from Houston. Why don't you guys ban him for a couple weeks? Why don't we ban your ass? How about that? Ban? <laughs> what are you so jealous? Who cares? If he, call, he calls like once. The Cowboys don't win very often. He's called six times this year, okay? Six. That's it. Six times. Yeah, but he's a coward. Oh, look at that. That's the bear bear fan on cowboy fan trash talk is what that is. What happened to that other cowboy fan? I, I liked him better. Uh, Which one? He, we also called him cowboy uh, cowboy something. He had a really interesting voice. Um, oh, well, it could be anybody. I don't, you don't, I don't, you don't know. remember people that guy? Disappeared. What happened to the guy with Roscoe the parrot? What happened to him? He's gone too. Dave, and, who drove all the way to Boston from Florida. Where, Randy where Norman, what happened to him? Well, oh, Randy you chased Norman him away. Like you a, chased him away. It was like a three or four call. You know, but he was a star. I mean, he was rookie of the year. He was Sandy Koufax. He had a couple of good years. And this then, other guy, he called all last season. He was under, TD, and it was it was Cowboy Dan and this guy. But this guy called even when they lost. I, I God, I can't remember his. Oh, I, don't know. I don't know. Well, if it comes to you, let me know. Uh, let's go to Angry Bill. Get the dump button ready. Angry Bill is in Florida. Take that in your pooper and pop it. <laughs> yeah. Stop with the dump button stuff, Ben. Come on, let's be let's be positive. Let's be let's be upbeat. This this Zach Wheeler thing is just the, almost close to the final nail in the coffin of Who? major league major league starting pitching. It's just people trying to catch lightning in a bottle. Zach Wheeler is a good pitcher, halfway decent pitcher, hundred million dollars. I don't care about the money, but it's gotten down to the point where his starting pitching has turned into a complete joke, and when you, when you have a pitcher on your team that chokes and chokes and chokes and they don't get rid of them, it just shows you how bad things are. 
Well, I don't, I listen, Kershaw's a champion. He won the 2017 World Series after the Astros have that vacated. So he has a World Series to his belt. I'm, I'm counting that as a championship because the Astros you, are you cheaters. You can put that in your pooper and pop it because that's a joke. If you want a championship that way, that's pretty yeah. pathetic. I, will, uh, pretty I, didn't, I didn't want pathetic. it, but unfortunately we got it. I didn't ask for it, but it happened. And No, you didn't ask for it. You begged for it. I didn't so beg for did. it. Listen, I'm not the one. I'm not the pitcher for the Astros that ratted out his old teammates there. <laughs> And, and and snitched on his old teammates that they were doing this. But he did it. God love him. Good job by him. Mike Fires. thank you very much. My favorite all-time pitcher, Mike Fires. there, the A's. Good Today job. I'm now a manalog, okay? What? Let's get, let's get back to Wheeler, okay? Wheeler's a halfway decent pitcher. He's Who? He's like a fortune for his family. It's great and all that stuff. Yeah, but that's what I said. You're just repeating that. my Maller monologue that I did earlier in the show. It's a bad job by you. Well, I sleep through your mal monologues, okay? I'm an old man. I got to sleep once in a while because I work 20 hour days. Oh, yeah. Okay? You work your ass off. So, I know. Yeah. Such a hardworking man. Off. You go rob banks or something Thank like you. that. Yeah. Hey, Ben, why don't, why don't we start? I'm done. Thank you. All right. Let's cowboy up on the Ben Maller show. We go over to Cowboy John Brad, the original cowboy caller in Windsor, Ontario. Okay, it'll be the Cowboys 24 and the Bears 20 tonight. And uh, from uh, December 5th, 1955 to December 20th, 1956, when uh, Montgomery, Alabama rescinded uh, public transportation segregation, blacks in that city uh, boycotted all buses after uh, Rosa McCauley Park's arrest for... uh, refusing to uh, yield her seat to a white man. And, uh, and, and uh, every December 1st in Alabama is Rosa McCauley Parks Day. Happy 87th birthday to the real Georgia Peach. Uh, Will Richard, although if you believe Andy Kim from Montreal is 67 Who? today, and well, I've got a bridge in Brooklyn you might want to buy it. Thomas Billington, the dynamite kid of the uh, old WWE's British Bulldog, Never heard of. 61 today, but he died last year on his 60th birthday. And yesterday, Jeff Bridges, Marissa Tomei, Jay-Z, and uh, Tyra Banks were 86, 70, 55, 50, and 46, respectively. And Frank Zappa, I have lipstick on right died now. of prostate cancer uh, December 4th, 1993, exactly what? 22 years after he and his mothers of invention played at that uh, Montreal uh, Switzerland Loser. casino, which caught a fire when somebody fired off a flare gun. And uh, which inspired the deep purple hit smoke on the water. Speak to people uh, tomorrow morning. I want a bustle blonde under my Christmas tree. Where are the white women at? That is a complete load of crap. And you've heard it first on the Ben Malley Show. Damn right. We will puck the world coming up momentarily. It's a double dose of Eddie. We also have fact or fiction. We're going to get to that as well. But right now, let's get you caught up on everything that happened overnight while you possibly were sleeping or working and not paying attention. Uh, and we'll start with the NBA. Uh, a couple of games to note with the Lakers winning their 10th straight game on the road, beating the Jazz in Utah 121-96. Lakers are now 19-3, and best team in the West, and tied with the Bucks for the best record in the NBA. Milwaukee also now 19-3 and after beating the Pistons in They're Detroit. losing on Friday. The Bucks are going down oh, on Friday. Oh, now, is that right? Kawhi Town is coming to town. Yeah, if he plays. 
Uh, 127-103 Bucks beat the Pistons, and Milwaukee is riding a 13-game winning streak right now. Celtics over the Heat, 112-293. College hoops, we had 10 ranked teams in action, including a battle in the top 10, although it wasn't much of a battle. Number 6, Ohio State, wins easily at number 7, North Carolina, 74-49. At 25-point home loss for the Tar Heels is their worst under head coach Roy Williams. Purdue beat 5th-ranked Virginia, 69-40. to The 29-point drubbing uh, for the defending national champs was their first loss of the year. Number three, Maryland, now 9-0 after beating Notre Dame 72-51. Wins in the top 25 for number nine, Gonzaga. Number 20, Colorado. 21st ranked, Tennessee. Number 22, Washington. Number 23, Villanova. And number 25, Utah State. College football news. USC announced that head coach Clay Helton will return for a fifth season with the Trojans. The Ohio State Buckeyes face the Wisconsin Badgers at 8 p.m. Eastern Saturday in our Discover card. Key matchup brought to you by Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much they'll match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back matched. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. Now back to Ben. All right, we'll get back to you in a second. Eddie, we're coming from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Turns out it was not a sham. Do you know the name Jordan Vesey? I believe I'm saying that correctly. Do you know that name? You probably don't know that name. No. Uh, he is a former Cal Golden Bear wide receiver. Who? And back in mid-November, he worked out with Colin Kaepernick at that workout, and he has signed a contract with the, uh, I believe he signed with the Washington Redskins. He had a workout with the Cleveland Browns, but he's now signed with the Washington Redskins. And he he worked out and had the scouts checking him out, and, and instead of looking at Kaepernick, they were looking at this guy apparently. They said, this guy's good again. I think, you got, I think this guy can play. And so, you, wouldn't so you like something to be, did come out of that workout. I know. Wouldn't you like to be a fly in the in the, in the room there when Kaepernick found out? Wait a minute. No, they didn't want you, but this other guy who you were throwing the ball to, they thought this guy's an NFL receiver. Yikes. All right. It's hockey season somewhere. Let's find out what's going on in hockey. And over to Eddie we go for Puck the World. Oh, thank you, Ben. Yes, and we yes. are in week 10 of the NHL regular season. Oh, there's only 16 weeks, so six weeks to go. No, there's more oh. than that. Uh, your division leaders are the Boston Bruins in the Atlantic Division. The Bees. Washington Capitals in the Metropolitan Division. Overrated. The, uh, not really. The defending Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues in the Central Division. They'll come back to Earth. And the surprising Edmonton Oilers in the Pacific Division. Oh, now, those number one picks. They tanked for years. They better be good. That's about time. Uh, Boston is being led by the league's leading goal scorer, David Pasternak. He's got 25 goals. He joins Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, and Mike Bossy as the only players in NHL history to score 12 or more goals in each of the first two months of the regular season. Washington continue to be led by star Alexander Ovechkin, who's got 20 goals this season. He now has 20 or more goals in each of his 15 NHL seasons as he continues to march towards Wayne Gretzky's all-time goal-scoring record. The great one has 894 career goals. The great eight is at 678. Ovechkin, who's 34, would need to continue his career average per season, which is seven, uh, 47 goals, which he's well on pace for this year, for four more years. And Not going to happen. He Eddie. would catch Wayne Gretzky. I He'll think get hurt. I think he's got, no, he never gets hurt. I think he's going to nah, be shot at. Dude, he's due. Yeah, he's you overdue. Always, you always are on that side of things. Yes. Uh, Bill Peters is out as Calgary Flames head coach after former player Akeem Alou, who is black, revealed on social media that Peters directed racial slurs towards him while they were in the minor leagues 10 years ago. Racist. Peters you, issued... You, you, you sound like a call. Remember that guy that called him and said, I don't know if you know this, but I'm black. Remember that guy that called up? Was yeah. it, was it L.A. Mad or something like that? I think so, yeah. 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 
Uh, Peters issued a letter of an apology, then stepped down as head coach. Allegations of physical abuse of players by Peters while he was head coach of the Carolina has also come out now, and they were substantiated by current Hurricanes head coach Rod Brindamore. It's the Me Too movement, Eddie. Who was an it's the Me Too movement of hockey. Everyone's going to lose their job. Uh, Chicago Blackhawks assistant coach Mark Crawford, who won a Stanley Cup as head he coach fired? of the Avalanche. Well, he's been, dis- he's been uh, I guess, a leave of absence from the uh, Blackhawks as they're investigating allegations of physical uh-huh. abuse from ex-players while he was coach in Los Angeles. Back in the day, they just called that coaching. What they call I don't it. think you're allowed to kick players and no? do those kinds of things. Come on, man. Uh, Bobby, that old Ohio State coach back yeah, in the day. Bobby Knight, to, yeah. Woody Hayes. Uh, no allegations of physical or mental abuse for John Hines. He was just not very good at his job, and he was fired by the New Jersey Devils on Tuesday. The team was floundering in last place in the Metropolitan Division, and he was uh, on the job for just over four seasons Who? in New Jersey. John Hines, uh, yeah. they they missed the playoffs three of his four seasons. Never heard of him. The good news is he's going to move out of New Jersey now, so that's the good news. Well, there is an upside to everything. Yeah. Uh, a Minnesota judge <laughs> ordered that uh, former member of the Miracle on Ice U.S. Olympic hockey team be committed to a mental facility because he Uh-oh. is ill and dangerous. Ooh. Mark Pavlich was charged with felony assault in August for severely beating a neighbor with a metal pole and breaking several bones. His family claims, of course, he is suffering from CTE that he sustained yeah. while playing hockey. Well, that's the go-to response to these. It and I, we don't know whether it, it, it can't always be that. It could be you know, some some people just have have issues. Certain yeah. percentage of people just get to a certain age and things go sideways, but. And we close yeah. with this. Yeah. Ottawa Senators defenseman Mark Borieski fights crime on his days off. Really? Is I he mean, like Batman or something like that? Yeah, or Spider-Man? Yeah, a little bit. Or, yeah. uh, Vancouver police confirmed that the 30-year-old halted an attempted robbery on Sunday in Vancouver while he was walking around. Uh, he witnessed an unidentified person breaking into a parked car. He confronted the individual, wrestled away the stolen property. It was returned to the owner, however, the... The uh, unknown assailant did get away, but uh, Mark Borieski stopped. Well, it's not a good story if the bad guy got yeah. away. Well, he's he supposed did, to catch the bad guy. Stop him from committing a crime, and yeah. the stolen or the potential stolen goods were returned yeah. to the. But owner. the perp's yeah. still out there, though. He is. The perp's he's at still large. Out he's yeah. at large, and that's your puck. The world report. All right, thank you for that, Eddie. It is the Ben Maller Show as we press on here from. You know where. Let's go to, uh, let's see. Oh, Meathead Mike is calling in from Buffalo. Hello, Ooh. Meathead Mike. How you doing, Ben? If I was any better, I would be a Bill, but not a, not a Buffalo Bill because they're not <laughs> winning the Super Bowl, but they do look like a playoff team. I'll give you that. Fair enough. I agree. Josh Allen's kind of a turnover machine, but he's been looking a little bit better. Not lately he hasn't been a turnover machine. Lately he's been all right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so I want to wish you and the crew happy holidays. You're doing God's work. We appreciate that, all the truckers out there. Thank you. Uh, I want to offer you fat salads or whatever you guys want. You just pick a day. I'll get with Coop. And oh, that's uh, very nice of you, Meathead Mike. Uh, Eddie, you want to pick a day here? Tomorrow. You... Tomorrow. Eddie would like a sandwich tomorrow. Isn't the, uh, are we already getting one? Yeah, I, I, I heard know. one other caller was going to get you fat okay. salads. Right, we'll, fat salads insurance. We'll wait. Coop, Coop, Coop will, uh, we'll put you on hold after this, and then you can talk to Coop and figure it out. Okay? It's very kind. You don't have to do that, but it's very kind of you if you want to do that. We we certainly – one thing about this show is we don't turn down freebies. <laughs> we do not turn down free well, stuff. Well, we do so. work in radio. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, overnight radio. There's radio during the day, like Colin Cowherd, and then there's radio at night, like us. It's a totally different world, right? <laughs> totally different world. Yes. <laughs> Funny because it's true. Oh, yeah, and, uh, uh, all right. Yeah, anything else, Mike? Yeah, one question. I just want to know, uh, do you think Dak Prescott can throw against the Bears in the cold? Dink, dunk, Dak? 
I got to know for well, a fact. Well, he's been thrown. Oh, you're, well, I mean, he's put up numbers against everybody. I, although the Cowboys' offense, they, they haven't been getting in the end zone the last couple of games. So I like the Bears. I don't think he's going to have a great game as far as touchdowns are concerned. He'll probably throw for a fair amount of yardage, but I, I would. I'm, I'm betting on the Bears is what I know looking at the game. All right, Meathead, I'll put you on hold there. You talk to Coop. I love the Maller militiamen. They all feel bad for us and they want to feed us. It's great. It's a very nice thing to do to, to, to hard, help us. It's out. hard work that we do here, man. Oh, it's, it's not good for my waistline. Slaving over a hot microwave. Coop, you got to follow my my diet plan. The intermittent fasting. Just don't eat yeah, two days a week. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to have my gallbladder. <laughs> Shut up, removed. Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> I got my gallbladder taken out because I ate I ate every day uh, whatever I wanted for like t- uh, 20 years and that finally caught up with me. But now I'm on the right path. Uh,. No. <laughs> any better. I host a show and remove my gallbladder. I'm lean and mean, man. I'll be walking around the Malapalooza there in Seattle on December 29th. I mean, this could be great. Me, By the man. way, the forecast tomorrow night for Chicago uh, does not look like we'll get any snow there in the uh, windy well, city. Well, I said 42 and cloudy yeah. and mm-hmm. the typical weather this time of the year in Chicago. All right, we will press on. We're going to have fact or fiction. We're going to get to that. Coop, make sure you pick up line six because that guy wants to buy food for us. Uh, We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Assume the position. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Become a Ben Maller Show P1. Subscribe and give the gift of the Ben Maller Show podcast to family, friends, and even enemies. It's 100% free and available on demand wherever you download fine podcasts. We need your help. Subscribe to the Ben Maller Show podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star review. It keeps the pirate ship floating in the middle of the night. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Please transmit immediately. Is it fact or fiction? Let's face some raw facts. Lies, 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 yeah. On the Ben Maller Show. Alright, here we go. It's fact or fiction, and it's made possible by Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limits. Now, how much will match millions of people a year getting their cash back match? Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. Let's meet our celebrity panel of judges that are ready to grade this edition of fact or fiction. Let's start out with the power couple in Bradenton, Florida. That is their winter home. And during the summer, they're on Long Island. Jack, the judge and Leslie. Good morning, Leslie. Good morning, Ben. It's so great to hear your voice. Well, it's good to talk to you. And everything good in your world? Everything Uh, is dandy. It could be a little warmer down here, but we're not complainers, as you know. No, of course not. Oh, no. You want to trade places with our friends in Minnesota right now or uh, any any of a host of other places where it's free? I got Uh, Buffalo driving the truck or a meathead Mike driving around Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, Uh, not no, good. thank you. I got you. All right, hold on a second, Leslie. There she sure. goes. All right, uh, there's uh, Leslie. Uh, weed Man, are you there, Weed Man? You know, Ben, I used to own a toy store. I know. You said that yesterday. You're repeating yourself. Weed Man, there's a guy that might offer you a job. I might have some information tomorrow. I'm working on it. Somebody, a listener in Miami is considering offering you a job. You don't follow me on Twitter, so you got to follow me so you can direct it and Twitter me. No, because then I end up having to block you, and it's a big, uh, it's a big nightmare. Rob in Vegas is going to be one of our judges. Hello, Rob. 
Good evening, Ben. I'm a little bit concerned about our reigning caller of the year, Blair. Uh, is this guy on a bit of a bender or what? Uh, first, it's a cigar, a.k.a. a blunt. Then he's hopped up on Arnold Palmer's spike. What the <laughs> hell, man? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's odd. I've met Blair. We were in Boston back in April, and I, I, I don't know. It's it, He's really enjoying life. He's enjoying the debauchery of life, I guess. And I thought some of, I thought some of it was like stick, but I think he's actually doing it all. Yeah. I don't think he does stick. I don't think he knows stickala. All right, hold on a second, Rob. And we have Ken in San Francisco. Hello, Ken. Oh, my God. It is so cold in San Francisco. It's 42 degrees. Oh, my God. How, how cold is it? It's so cold that you decided to call to warm up. It's so cold the fog went away. But um bump There you go. All right, what, what do you do for a living, Ken? I work at a steakhouse in Sparta. Oh, that's right. You call. You've called a million times. That's right. Next time I'm okay. in the Bay Area, I might have to stop by the old steakhouse. Steaks on me. Steaks on me. Ah, that's why I love the sound of that. All right, hold on a sec, Ken. Let's get to the stories here on Factor Fiction, and uh, here we go. Story number one: uh, part of a complete breakfast. Now, if you're an old school fan of the NFL, going back to the '90s. A pretty good chance that you remember Flutie Flakes. Well, Doug Flutie is going to be honored as a legend of the game by the Bills this weekend. The ceremony will also mark the official relaunch of Flutie Fre- uh, Flakes, the breakfast cereal. Got to be careful how I say that. Uh, and the cereal will be available online and in select Buffalo area grocery stores. So that guy, Meathead Mike in Buffalo, can go get some Flutie Flakes. Moment in time. If you watched the Iron Bowl this past weekend, big college football game, or if you have the internet, you surely know about the girl who got stuck in the hedges at Jordan Air Stadium as the Auburn students rushed the field. It was a great moment in sports television. Well, it seems her legacy might live on forever. An art student painted a mural titled Girl in the Hedges on the side of the, uh, the hall there on campus at Auburn. The school plans on painting over the mural, but students are already petitioning for it to stay. All right, story number three, the good-looking one with Angelo Ball's basketball career failing to go anywhere, and with big baller brands suffering the same fate, the middle ball brother, I always had a special place in my heart for the middle child because I'm a middle child. Anyway, the middle I ball uh, brother is planning to embark on a new career path. It was revealed during the web series Ball in the Family that Leangelo now wants to pursue a career as a male model. Isn't that perfect? How does the patriarch of the Ball family I love feel balls. about that? Uh, yeah. Well, when your last name's Ball, you should be a male model. You absolutely should be a male model. All right, those are the three stories. Which of these three stories isn't true? We separate fiction from fact. We go back to the power couple. Jack the Judge and Leslie, and you you yourself, Leslie, you worked a long time in the legal system yourself, correct? I did. A yeah. long, fun time. You Wonderful good, time. You, you had a good time. What was you, you were like, a, were you a prosecutor or an attorney? What were you, what were you doing? Oh, I worked for uh, one of the largest labor unions in New York City representing the hardworking city employees against the big, bad city of New York. Like Robin Hood, you're fighting yes, against. Yes. yes. All right. All right. What's the answer here, uh, our friend Leslie? Three. This is revolting. All right. The male model. All right. Hold on a sec. Thank you, Leslie. Uh, weed man. One, two, or three weed man. Oh, the ball guy's 
not going to be a male model. How's that guy call me, Ben? For real, I need work. I need money. Uh, all right. I, I mean, we might even do it on the air tomorrow. The guy has uh, contacted me, and uh, yeah, like Weedman's going to last more than two weeks. Uh, Rob in Vegas. Rob, one, two, or three, Rob? Great answer, Weedman. Number one. Number one. Number one. All right. Ken in San Francisco. He works at that famous steakhouse there in the Bay Area. What's the answer in frigid San Francisco? In frigid 41 degrees, I'm going to go with number three. Number three. All right. So nobody picked number two. And that was the fake story. The fake story was the Iron Bowl story. Those other stories, believe it or not, are true. Male model is going to happen, apparently. Got a murder. Got to go. Wow. I don't have to go. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.